1: All right, back with you. We're talking basketball here before we got started. We're talking about Larry Bird. Larry Bird was from French Lick, Indiana. That's my home state. That's where I grew up at, and I'm a huge basketball fan. If you're from Indiana and you're not a basketball fan, there's something wrong with your DNA, I'm just telling you. Uh, I think three of the largest gyms in sports uh, in the top 10 are in Indiana and uh, they are high school gyms high school yeah. gyms
2: in- Indiana is the basketball state it,
1: well it is, it really, it really is I mean you think about it, you got IU, you got Purdue you got Ball State, you got Notre Dame uh, you've got uh, Evansville uh, you've got Butler I can go on, alright I mean they got amazing amount of basketball talent in that state but we were just sitting here talking i was talking about hbo did a series on on the uh, uh lakers and uh, the jerry Buss time and dr jerry bus might i say and anyway about him building the laker franchise to what it was and they go into depth in the last couple episodes of of the larry bird magic johnson uh Back and forth.
2: Back when, back when the NBA was great.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah when oh, it was, still, yeah, when it was good. Okay, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Okay, so you're, you're bouncing around over in the studio. Or did you want to tell me something? I'm just going to tell you, French Hill is on the line. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, I know he is. But we're talking basketball. I was just going to say, I'm know, sure French appreciates the con- it. The congressman understands. Yeah, he appreciates. Uh, he back. understands yeah. when I get on basketball, being from Indiana. Yeah. Originally,
2: I was just gonna say, if Indiana's a basketball state, when are we ever gonna see them win a national championship again? Yeah, he's over there talking smack. At give you, him Dave.
1: a couple, and give him a couple more years. I like who they got as their head coach I now. I do too. Dave. He reminds me of Bobby Knight. All right, except he doesn't throw chairs real well. I just, He's got to figure out how to throw a chair. He, I just all. don't
2: know how I feel about Aaron coming at you this morning. No, that's like that. all
1: right. That's okay. You know, when you're king, everybody wants to come after you. It's just, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Congressman, how you doing this morning?
3: Dave, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, clear, warm summer day in D.C. And, uh, you're making me have flashbacks to my days of watching Larry Bird play. Yeah. Because in that's my vintage. And, uh. He was something
1: to watch. He was something to watch and I was just talking with uh, you know with my buddy here about that and I said, you know, he was one of the best trash talking athletes oh, around. Yeah. And he learned that because he would he couldn't find pickup games around French Lick, so he would drive about a, about an hour, maybe an hour and a half to the north to Lebanon, Indiana. That's where the, the mounts were from. Now, you, you remember Rick Mount. You remember the yeah. Rocket. And, uh, you know, he'd go up there and go where they, the overpass was. And they had basketball rims under the overpass. And he would play from sun up to sundown every Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, where he was from was predominantly white. You got up to Lebanon, Indiana. It was probably sixty percent black, mm-hmm. and uh, he learned a lot. He learned a lot of language up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it put it that way. Now we're going to do a show today, and one of the things we're going to talk about, Congressman, is digital money. What can you tell us about digital money and what's going on up in Congress about it?
3: Yeah, so it's a. Um... I think what's important for people to think about is they've been experiencing uh, ways to pay without using cash for a long time, 50 Uh years, starting out in the 70s with uh, plastic. And so now kids today, and and people certainly are are familiar with Venmo or Zelle, which allows you to do peer-to-peer transfer from your checking account to your friend's checking account super easily. It's not really digital. It's on a phone app but it actually triggers a traditional transfer, like a wire transfer from one bank to the other. But people are getting more and more used to that. So when I think of digital payments, I don't think of faster payments. You know, what we're talking about is faster payments. And I don't view that as necessarily digital. When somebody says, what do you think about the future of digital payments, or I think about a tokenized payment. Uh, on the internet through uh, a blockchain ledger so that's where you are literally using a digital computer program to move money there's no bank in the middle of it there's uh, just literally uh, a digital uh, payment so that's coming Uh, i'd say what's going on in congress is we want the private sector to innovate there we don't want the federal government to dominate that business, or to have a central bank digital currency that they make uh, citizens use. So it's a hot topic. We'll have a lot of uh, debates on that next week in Congress. Uh, the next two weeks, we'll be debating that in our committee.
1: All right. So, is there any anything to all the worries that are coming out? People are writing articles about the the end the end of money as we know it. That you won't be able to carry dollars or cents in your pockets any longer?
3: No, I think there's a real strong uh, support for maintaining for a long time, you know, and maybe forever, I can't speak to forever, but for people to have the flexibility, anonymity, and ease of cash, plus there are a lot of people in society uh, here and in other countries, you know, that don't have banking Uh, relationships, and they earn their money in cash and they buy what they need in cash. But what I'm saying is that over time, like in some countries in Africa, you see even those kind of payments, payments at a farmer's market stall or for some fresh chicken that were just uh, uh, prepared, you know, paid phone to phone through a a phone app, Mm -hmm. and they're not using cash, even though it's a very, very cash-like, you know, activity. Okay. But I think we will keep the anonymity of cash, and what a lot of us are concerned about is that we also keep the Fourth Amendment, the privacy of even digital money, uh, consistent with uh, existing laws. And then we think Congress, under Article 1, since we're responsible for coinage, uh, Congress has to be the ones to set the rules around this.
1: All right, so we should hear more about this uh, next week. Then you're saying,
3: yeah, there'll be. Uh, we're going to work on two bills in the House. One that has the private sector's creating a digital payment token, uh, which is called a stable coin. That's a bill that'll be debated in committee in about two weeks. And then also, how do you, if you have a digital asset, how uh, how to protect it from fraud or from how do you how do you have custody of it? How do you know it's uh, cyber-protected? How do you trade those in the marketplace? So those are all things we're debating right now.
1: All right, let me let me just change the subject, because I know Jimmy wants to talk about this as well. Just this week, the Chinese kind of threw the, the lantern down, the sword down, drew a line in the sand and said, hey, you guys want all these rare minerals. Well, if you don't let us... Uh, you know, in and to play with uh, digital money and all the rest of it. Um, if you don't sell us chips that we want, we're going to keep you from getting those uh, rare, those rare min- minerals. What do you? Where do you see this going? And how does that play here in the United States? Because we're going to talk to to Congressman Westerman since he's, he does natural resources. Uh, we want to talk to him about all of this as well. Uh, China's not looking like over the last uh, year or two that they want to play nice with the world anymore.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, this has been going on now for exactly a decade when the new leader, the authoritarian dictator in China, Xi Jinping, became the leader back in 2013. He has pivoted to a uh, very protective, very communist, very predatory uh, approach to the world, meaning... With America, he wants to steal our technology, try to put, it, put us at a disadvantage in terms of militarily and di- diplomacy-wise. And then around the world, he's using China's money, which they've earned by selling us stuff like the furniture in your house and clothing on your sh- shelves. They're using that money to go to uh, global South countries, third world countries, and compel them, coerce them, into tying up their oil, gas, coal, strategic minerals, and are doing that by predatory loans and taking those minerals as collateral. So they control a lot of the supply of key pharmaceutical compounds, which I've talked about on this show many times because I have a bill to stop that. It's passed the House three times now, trying to get it passed in the Senate. And uh, that's what they're doing. They're trying to lock up these minerals and tell people you have to come to us uh, for your solar panels. You have to come to us for these uh, minerals that go into computer chips.
1: Well, you got to come to them to build uh, electric car batteries.
3: Right. And so what I think everybody in the U.S. agrees, and Bruce Westerman will have an outstanding uh, point of view from a natural resource uh, issue, is we're trying to make sure that we mine those minerals here in the U.S., And that we mine those minerals in countries uh, friendly to us, that we do it in collaboration. So all the Western uh, democracy countries are banding together to find their own sources of these minerals and tell China to go pack sand. you know. And what the problem is, you get a president like uh, Joe Biden, who says you want to make all these electric vehicles and demand everybody buy one, even if they don't want to, and they have to have a battery. Uh, and they, or they want to do renewable solar and all that's in China. So he's enriching China with his mandates, and he won't let us, and Bruce will tell you all about this, he won't approve mining here. He creates all these permitting barriers to opening up a uh, critical mine here for, for those ingredients.
2: Congressman, talk to us about not just the mineral aspect, but there is a, a lot of worry, especially in, in our state, uh, the Chinese uh, Chinese companies, which are run by the Communist uh, government of China, yep. Yep. purchasing uh, purchasing land in our country that has the minerals or purchasing land for where they can operate crypto mining and uh, that's a that's a real concern in the state. Can you kind of give us a little overlay of that?
3: Yeah, well, let's take the land issue first. Uh, The state legislatures acted on uh, limiting foreign ownership of uh, farmland in their most recent session. We have uh, passed bills to (coughs) prohibit that around anything near a strategic uh, interest to the U.S., like a military base, a port, uh, something that we're concerned about. And so that is I would say by the U.S. government to check. But you're right to say Chinese companies and Chinese companies can be uh, deeply hidden from view because of shell companies and things like that. And that's why I think we have to be look a lot deeper. But I think a lot of state legislatures took action on the farmland. You know, laws about land are governed in the states, not up in uh, Washington for the most part. On the... Uh, strategic mineral issue, again, that's both a local issue and a, and a federal issue. But uh, my personal biggest concern about it, Jimmy, is that we permit our own companies to exploit and own and, and, and have access to our minerals. I think that's the most important thing that we could do. Um,
1: Okay. Yeah, well, that just, yeah that I that, agree. Made, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And we'll get into that further in the next half hour with Congressman Westerman. Let's take a break. Congressman, another area that is uh, getting a lot of coverage right now, I think rightly so. A couple of years ago, I remember when Jen uh, Psaki set, uh, stood up in front of the, the media in the briefing room and said that if the Russians used... Uh, munitions cluster bombs that they would uh, be found out to be war crime uh, war criminals and now here is our president talking about sending cluster bombs over to the ukraine Uh, what are we to make about all of this
3: well dave this has been one that uh, i really don't get, because uh, cluster bombs, you know, some countries have signed a treaty to actually uh, prohibit their use uh, as indiscriminate. They have a basically a terrible track record of not exploding. Yeah. And so, let's say you know they they're on target. Let's say they drop them with precision, right where they want them. But you might only have sixty percent. Uh, or maybe 70% of the ordnance go off. And the rest of it's just scattered around. And uh, they're still cleaning that stuff up, you know, in war zones all around the the world. So I don't really, this is another example of Biden being all over the map here. We should have been arming the Ukrainians more aggressively, like President Trump did. We should have been giving them what they needed early in the war. We did not. We foot-drug on that. And now, here, as we're in a position, I think, to uh, bring this thing to a conclusion, if they do have the weapons they need, they're proposing something that I don't really think is critical. I mean, what they need is long-range, uh, 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 surface-to-surface missile technology and air defense technology. And plus the ground vehicles, plus the tanks. That's what's gonna, uh, I think, kill this Russian final step of the Russian morale. So yeah. I, I would, if somebody said, hey, we shouldn't shin them the cluster bombs, I would agree with that. I think you just create more problems. Plus this is a country that we're gonna all be asked to do what, help rebuild. Well, uh, the Russians have already mined uh, almost a thousand kilometers. And I'm sure you've seen some of that footage of them trying to clear a path for our, for the Ukrainian offense to get through because the mining is so thick. So this just compounds the reconstruction cleanup problem.
2: Congressman, with with all the munitions and that, that we're supplying Ukraine, almost to what some are going to say our own detriment in in our military stockpile in our money stockpile for military are we're starting to see a a fatigue in the country for the the support in the money especially with the president of ukraine really really scolding us about nato or is that something that you're hearing up there
3: well i hear from my constituents that they want to make sure that europe uh japan other asian countries that are wealthy democratic they fully support ejecting putin from Ukraine that they're contributing big money mm-hmm. and that it's not all on the backs of you know the taxpayers in England and the taxpayers in America I mean Germany can do much much more uh, and even people in Europe small countries in Europe who are doing huge numbers for them are irritated Germany's not doing more and we need more countries like Japan who pledge 5.5 billion dollars uh, to the effort this year so uh, I, I think, yes, there's a fatigue because we want these countries to spend more of their taxpayer money and, and begin to reduce what we're doing. And on the, on the, uh, <coughs> on the supply of, of uh, critical military equipment, yes, we are putting a lot of pressure in our national defense authorization bill this week on the industrial complex. To make sure that we're able to build and and maintain in our warehouses what we need for our own defense uh, and and also provide that for taiwan and for ukraine and in their own challenges so we're trying to do both one thing we did in this ndaa national defense authorization bill is authorize the uh, u.s defense companies to have multi-year contracts for some of these important items like javelins and ammunition and artillery rounds things that you consume a lot of in the Ukraine context uh, but also that would be needed for a defense of a country like Taiwan.
1: Thank you very much, Congressman. We'll talk to you yeah, next yeah. Wednesday. appreciate you. Alright, back with you. We'll be uh, hearing from uh, Congressman Westerman here shortly. He'll be calling in. He may well be walking into the cap- capital, and going through the metal detectors and stuff right now. But uh, he'll be calling in, and we really want to zero in there. He's calling right now. We want to zero in and talk to him about this whole China thing. Yeah, because uh, you know China kind of threw the gauntlet down. Yes, well, not yesterday. Today is Wednesday. It was Monday, and he made the. They made the statement that some of these rare minerals and metals that uh, they mine and that we buy from them are. Uh, they're going to. They're telling us, well, if you don't give us the chips that we want, uh, then we're not going to give you the metals that you want. And with that, let's get into this discussion with Congressman Westerman, because he happens to be the chairman of natural resources, and I'm sure that they're talking about this. Uh, After what uh, China had to say on Monday about cutting back on natural resources uh, to the countries that wouldn't sell high-tech chips to them, uh, it, it, it's, it's getting starting to get really serious. Now, I'm understanding, Congressman, that it will take a year to eat through the surplus that we have as far as uh, some of these rare minerals. But it seems like, to me, it's time for you all to really strike it up. And this should be a, a bipartisan issue. I mean, China's threatening the United States of America. Is that not true?
4: It's absolutely true, Dave, and this is something that uh, should have happened years ago. Uh, you know, it takes a long time to develop mines and to uh, to start extracting materials. We have those materials here uh, in abundance in the U.S., and for us to get in a position where uh, we've given the Chinese Communist Party leverage over our industrial complex and also over our uh, our military and our national security is is asinine.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. They've never been our friend. I don't know why we thought that they were our friend. I understand people thought, well, if we open up the borders for free trade and things of that nature, the people would probably want democracy over communism. But uh, that hasn't happened. When you got a the CCP has got a stranglehold of the people in their country.
4: Yeah, and this is it's it's what we've been saying for for quite a while now. I was just uh, I was just in a meeting with a guy named Alex Epstein that uh, we were talking about energy and how much damage this globalist policy of uh, you know getting away from all fossil fuels is doing to not only to our country but it could do to the whole. Western world and who's benefiting from it is China. Who's sitting over there controlling the uh, rare earth elements and minerals, and they, they have to be in some conference room somewhere, laughing, thinking, "Are the are the Americans really this this stupid? Are they really going to let us do this?" Um, because it makes no sense if you if you look at the facts,
2: Congressman. Um you said something that made a lot of sense that most people don't think about. I guess is that, say, hey, you know, we, you know, it's going to be a year before it's a problem, da da da, and in the year be here before you know it. But what you said makes so much sense in that you just don't open the doors to a mine overnight. So those even those precious metals are not going to be available that we hold. What do we, if it was a perfect world where you could do it today, what would you say to do that we can combat this problem today to be prepared for a year down the road?
4: Well, we need to be forming alliances with other countries that can supply some of these products until we get the processes online in America. But uh, you look at some of these rare earths and China-controlled 90 or 95% of the global market, and you look at elements and minerals total, and they're about two-thirds of the global market is controlled by China. So uh, we're really in a, in a bad position, and uh, I'm not sure there's anything we can do within a year, but we we'll certainly start planning to be able to be in a better position uh, next year, and you know, using other ways to Negotiate with China and to make sure that we keep the critical supplies that we've got and not give them away or give away to them our technology on uh, on chips. But this is a it's a self-created problem, and uh, you know people are going to be looking around thinking, how did this happen? We didn't see this coming. Well, that's that's baloney because we've been sounding the, the horn on this for years now
1: you know well what do we do like in a country in the continent of Africa where uh the Chinese are light years ahead of us with these uh, developing nations over there what is what is, as america are we to do to be able to eat into their uh, their strengths with the uh, with the african continent uh, you
4: know there's a lot of these mines are in places like the uh <laughs> it's misnamed the Democratic Republic of Congo, which yeah. is either Democratic or Republic. But, um, you know, these are places that U.S. companies won't even do business. And um, the, the thing is we don't have to go there and develop uh, mining because we've got the deposits of most everything right here in the U.S. You know, one thing that uh, uh, a lot of people probably don't realize that in Afghanistan – uh, the U.S. Geological Survey spent 80 or $90 million mapping out elements and minerals in Afghanistan and uh, estimated there was over a trillion dollars' worth of rare earth elements and minerals in Afghanistan. And for all we know, when uh, Biden did the pullout, that uh, uh, China's sitting there with all of our uh, surveys and estimates and mapping, and access to the to the country and i fully expect they're in afghanistan developing elements and minerals there as well
2: Uh, Um, congressman to that point we have we have uh, the minerals here as you stated we're we're rich in those minerals but a concern especially in arkansas and the concern seems to be that foreign countries coming up and buying these properties or the rights to those minerals a lot of those Chinese companies, which are controlled by the Chinese Communist government, what kind of concern is that across our nation that, hey, we've got them, but what if the what if our adversaries buy those resources up?
1: Yeah, well, let me jump in before you answer, Congressman, to add in. And it's up to the state government mm-hmm. to look mm-hmm. at the land and how we sell it or who can buy it. So, you know, do you talk to our, our local congressmen and— and representatives about this on any of a, a consistent basis
4: yeah i have talked to uh, several of them about that but if you remember back in the the hr1 bill the lower energy cost act yes we were addressing um, all forms of energy and mining uh, we had a provision in there that there could be no foreign ownership no chinese ownership of any u.s mines or oil and gas deposits and we also had an amendment that was put in the bill uh, that said that no Chinese ownership of any kind of farmland, tying that back to the ethanol. And that bill passed with over 400, or that amendment passed with over 400 votes. So it's a bipartisan issue that we don't want Chinese ownership of U.S. deposits of of minerals or energy or or ag land. So, you know, hopefully that's something we can get signed into law. It would be great to get the whole H.R. 1 bill signed into law and we can start uh, developing all of our energy and our our mineral deposits.
1: All right. So where do we stand? They say we have a, a year's worth stockpiled, basically. Uh, you're saying that it takes more than a year to really get a mining operation up. Uh, as far as your committee is concerned, what are some uh, – some challenges that are out there that you're all trying to knock down the walls you're trying to knock down so that people can get to work on on mining these minerals on a on a much quicker methodology
4: yeah well dave I've, I used the example i think i I used it on your show that um the NEPA process the permitting process yes um it, uh, it's cumbersome. It takes forever. There These mines up in Minnesota, they've been working for two or three decades trying to get them permitted. Um, the, uh, the last runway built at the Atlanta airport, it took 11 years to build the runway. It only took nine and a half years, or it only took a year and a half to actually do the physical construction, but it took nine and a half years to get the permit on it. So one thing we did in the debt limit bill was we got provisions from H.R. one in that said the NEPA process at maximum can take uh, up to two years, and it can only be 150 to 300 pages long for the most stringent permitting process. And we also said for what's called an environmental assessment, it can only be a year and only take 75 pages. Well, you know, that would be great to get down to one or two years on something that on average takes nearly five years now. In some instances, takes decades. But you can't even start building until you get that, that NEPA process done. Um, in that debt limit bill, Joe Manchin got the Mountain Valley Pipeline in it, and it explicitly says that all permits shall be issued, the, the pipeline shall be built. I read an article today where a court uh, put a uh an injunction out saying that to halt the construction of the pipeline with no explanation of why because uh, i mean it you couldn't have been more clear in the bill saying this pipeline is going to be built uh, so we do this to ourselves and uh, you know i'm saying if if we had the green light today and it was an all-out effort to develop uh, these mines in minnesota which do have cobalt and nickel and and copper and platinum and palladium, you're still talking you know, two years probably to, to be able to start producing ore out of it, or maybe longer than that. Uh, but we have uh, shrunk the process on the permitting, uh, but you've still got the, the administrative law judges and the courts that can even slow that down, which is evident with the Mountain Valley Pipeline.
1: All right, so I need to take a break when we come back. Let's talk about what we can do about the courts, because that is a problem. And I'm going to tell you what, the environmentalists have learned how to use the courts, and they use it to their benefit. There's no doubt about it. We'll take a break. We've got uh, uh, Congressman Westerman on with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and he'll be with us to the top of the hour. Don't give in to that constant joint pain that you've been uh, experiencing, whether it is in your hands or in your knees or in your back, in your shoulders or whatever. Uh, Take back your quality of life. You want to be able to go out and do some things with your family. I mean, it's summertime. I know it's hot, all right? I understand that it's hot. But still, you want to get outside and and enjoy the outdoors with your family. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here in the Little Rock area and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have all that agonizing pain. The incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulders, or back. No invasive surgery necessary, no harmful drugs, that includes steroids, and no downtime. So listen up. Summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories. So uh, you want to be able to go out and play around to golf, or maybe play a set of tennis, or whatever. Go do some hiking, enjoy the outdoors, be part of the the natural state. Get out on the rivers and do some kayaking, whatever. Take control of all of that now and start living pain free again. Call now for your free consultation with QC Kinetics. The Nation's Leader in Regenerative Medicine. Uh, their phone number, here I'm going to give it to you three times. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. All right, back with you and back with Congressman Bruce Westerman. From District 4 and uh, Congressman, let's talk a little bit about the courts. You were just mentioning the courts put a halt to that pipeline that Mansion uh, had gotten written up in a bill that said they couldn't stop it. It had to be it had to be done. And uh, some judge somewhere and sitting on maybe even on a low court suddenly puts up his hand and said, no, wait, uh-uh, no. And doesn't even have to say why. What do we have to do? as far as ju- the judicial branch goes, what kind of laws do we have to, to fashion and craft that, uh, and they're not going to like what I'm going to say, take away some of their power of being able to stop things in, in their tracks this way?
4: Yeah, well, it was a Fourth Circuit Court that has uh, stopped this pipeline before, and um, I was reading the article about it. Uh, they just... they. Uh, did a stay on the uh, on the building of the pipeline and really offered no explanation. But I, the way that bill was written, it, even if it goes to the Supreme Court, I, I don't see any way it can be stopped from uh, uh, from being built uh, at the end of the day. But it's, it's discouraging that they would even try to slow it down right here uh, with the clear language in the bill that even addressed the the judicial review and the court system in the legislation passed by Congress. And, uh, you know, they're citing uh, environmental laws that, you know, the law we just passed to anything that's been passed uh, by by previous Congresses specifically regarding that pipeline. Uh, so, you know, the power of the court is to interpret the law and there's not really any kind of uh, um loophole I think that eventually uh, anyone can use to stop this from happening. But there are so many of these well-intentioned environmental laws that have done good. You know, the Clean Water Act, Clean Air Act have definitely improved water quality and air quality in our country, but uh, a lot of these radical groups have figured out how to weaponize those and they use them to stop any kind of development. And, uh, you know, if the system works like it's supposed to, Congress will go in and change those laws and take the – close the loopholes and to have laws that, uh, you know, do the purpose of protecting the environment but are not weaponized to shut things down. And over time, uh, we live in a litigious society where they figure out how to use any law that we've got – and you know, weaponize it and use it for its unintended purpose. So that's where Congress has to regain uh, the the power to make laws and take that away from um, the embedded bureaucrats and the administration, and also make sure that the courts uh, do what they're supposed to do, and that's interpret the law, not try to make new laws.
1: All right, we we uh, appreciate your time today. This is really important stuff that we're talking about. I'm going to pick it up again next week. So if you wanted to know what topics we're going to deal with, we've dealt with them. We'll deal with them again next week. What do you say?
4: Sounds good. I'll be having some meetings this week, actually some bipartisan meetings on how to work on some of these permitting issues. Uh, There's a lot of interest in Congress to, uh, um, to do the right thing and have regulations and laws that protect the environment, but also... Uh, promote the economy, and I've said all along that uh, you know the environmental radical environmentalist will tell you that um, a healthy economy and a, or a healthy environment, and a strong economy, are mutually exclusive. I say they actually depend on each other; they go hand in hand. And we've got to get these laws in the condition where we're promoting an economic growth, and we can do it better than any place else in the world if you truly care about the environment you would be promoting us doing the mining and the energy extraction and production here in the united states
1: all There's right
5: lots
4: to talk about
1: all right we'll talk again next week here on the dave ellswick show thank you congressman have a great day up in washington dc or at least the best kind of day you can be in washington dc
6: i know you can hear me Mike. mike 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 what day is it mike <laughs> Listen, guess what today is?
1: It's hump day. Woo-woo! Woohoo! It is. It's hump day. Gotta love that. First hour, great hour, I gotta tell you. That goes down in, in my archives as a good hour. Uh, a lot of information Was a today good dealing yeah. with China. I mean, China is not our friend. Keep that in mind. Please remember that. They are not our friend. So, uh, we're gonna talk about that even more so. Uh, next week because uh, we heard from Congressman uh, Hill that he'll be talking about China some more in the next week as well as uh, the whole digital money thing and we'll go back to that and get some more information on it and then uh, we talk to uh, Congressman Westerman and next week he's going to talk about uh, the courts and how they keep screwing up a lot of things uh, putting things on hold and uh, making things a, a whole lot more difficult when you're talking about mining and and things of that nature when the law itself says blah, 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 and they say well, you can't do this because blah, 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 and what they're doing is stating from laws that had already been passed but have been now superseded by other laws that have been written, so we'll get into that and try to make some, it's kind of muddy, alright? And So we'll we'll add some more water to it and try to make it a little clearer. All right, here for about the next uh, 20 minutes or so, I want to talk about a serious problem that's going on not only in Arkansas but across the United States and really around the world. But it has become a very bad situation in the United States, and it's about human trafficking. Um, I did stories about this years ago uh, with David Meeks, who was state representative out of the, the Conway area, and Greenbrier area. And he was, uh, you know, pushing this along and, and, and helping uh, pass laws so that the, the police understood that uh, some of these kids that they were arresting weren't, weren't prostitutes, but that they were sex slaves and things of that nature. And it's only gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. Uh, the sex uh, trade uh, business now is worth more money than illicit drugs in the United States. Cartels uh, are all over That's it. just to tell you that. Yeah. that, that that's, that's, it's sad, but it, it's the case. There is a movie that is out right now. It's called Sounds of Freedom. Jim Caviezel stars in it. Uh, Jewel is in it, evidently. I didn't know she was in it. She's in it. As well as Mia Sorvillo, who won the Academy Award years ago for the mighty Iph- uh, Aphrodite, uh, was a... Um, uh, a movie that was done back in the day. Uh, they did this movie, and it's about uh, trafficking. Now, what's really terrible to me is that the left now is attacking the movie about being, uh, you know, the worst of the right, so to speak. QAnon. You know, they're they're talking about how it's somehow tied up with that, and. It isn't. This is, a, as far as I'm concerned, this should be a nonpartisan issue. We're talking about kids here. Kids that are, are literally uh, being uh, treated uh, terribly and uh, are being used as sex slaves. And In fact, Jewel talked about the movie, and here's what she had to say on her Twitter.
7: You guys, I just saw the sound of freedom. You have to see it. I'm so verklempt. Some friends of mine made this movie and I've. It's been years of it being in production. It's the most inspiring film. Did you know that there are millions of children in slavery? This is the fastest growing criminal enterprise. And the amount of children enslaved right now is greater than all 300 years of the transatlantic slave trade. What the actual F? This is a true story about a man who. Just doesn't give up on a child. It is so touching. You're going to love it. Please go see it. This is a little indie movie that could. It's competing with all of the giant blockbusters. And it's kicking butt. And it deserves it. Go see this. to Have your heart filled. Love you guys. Take care of your babies.
1: Alright, so that's Jewel. And, you know, she made that after this other stuff started coming out from the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, saying that... it. It had to do with, you know, white supremacists and and all kinds of stuff. You know, the left's answer to everything is racism. And their answer to everything is that white people bad, you know, everybody else good. Well, no, that's not the way it works, okay? That is not the way it works at all. They talked about this on Fox News uh, we, do we have that ready to go as, as well, Aaron, that, that segment that we got with Fox? We do. All right. Here is what they discussed about uh, this movie and this subject.
8: Faith-based thriller, Sound of Freedom, has roared in the theaters.
0: Right, even knocking the fedora right off of Indiana Jones' July 4th box office rankings and taking the number one spot that day. How does that make you feel? Giving a child his freedom. So good. You have been at this for 12 years. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale.
6: Joining us right now is the guy who the movie is based upon, Operation Railroad, Underground Railroad founder, Tim Ballard, who helped save kids from traffickers all around the world. Tim, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. How cool is that? Your movie beat Indiana Jones. Yeah, we're, we're blessed. We're shocked. Um, you know, I, I grew up on Indiana Jones. How, how could more people want to watch a movie about us than, than him? Um, but we're grateful because it's a real problem. People are waking up, and we think this could be a major solution in the fight against child trafficking. Yeah,
8: you know, Tim, it's a true story about you. You work for Homeland Security, and then you are arresting these pedophiles, and you realize, hey, they're victims out there, and I want to save these kids. And the true story, is your wife said, you know, quit your job and you go save this family. Brother and sister are kidnapped. They think they're going to be models. And a beautiful lady uh, says to the dad, just leave them here in this room. I'll take care of them. Come back and pick them up later Mm -hmm. this afternoon. I teach them how to be models and give them a modeling career and make a lot of money for your family. He comes back and the lights are off. The kids are gone. And so you make it your life mission to save the little boy. And you promise the little boy, I'm going to save your sister. Did you tell us the story of this? Because I understand it was a Fox movie. And then when Disney bought uh, Fox Century, you know, Century 20, 20th Century, then this was tabled. And so how did it get to the Angel? How did the Angel Network get involved?
6: Well, yeah, uh, Fox, Fox, you said, produced it. Disney bought it. And Disney was very clear that they weren't going to do anything with it. The irony there is pretty uh, almost poetic uh, now. Uh, the the producers wrestled it away, and it went through several hands. And I actually was on the I was invited to the set of of uh, The Chosen, mm-hmm. uh, and I happened to be there. And I ran into the Angel Studios uh, executives just sitting there in the in the fake Jerusalem set. So it was kind of cool. And, and I told them that this film is about to lose the the, the people who had it, the the rights were going to expire. They jumped in and grabbed it, and I mean they made a deal in five days. That's great. Uh, With with the producers, Eduardo. And and then 90 days later, here we are. It happened really fast. Uh, Angel Studios, very creative. They know how to do this. What did Jim Caviezel do to the part and playing you? Well, when they asked me back in, I believe, 2018 who I would like to play me, Mm -hmm. right out of the gate, I said Jim Caviezel. Awesome. And they didn't like that because there's a cool scene at the end of the movie where they transition into actual footage from the operation that's depicted in the film. And they said, you look nothing like Jim. We want someone that looks a little bit like you. And, and I told them I don't trust Hollywood very much. I, tell them I, I told them I think I'm in business largely because of Hollywood and the, 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 the sex content they constantly create, which, which leads to the, the demand. Uh, and I said, Jim Caviezel loves Jesus. That's important to me mm-hmm. uh, because I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, that's the connection point where I feel comfortable. And they went with it, and I think they made the right decision. Anyone who sees the film. I think would agree. Yeah, indeed. Um, but there's been some criticism in the mainstream media, uh, where they suggest there's some sort of a connection to your movie and QAnon. Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, um, I can't explain it, and neither can they. Every every show I've seen, they just like to throw the word out QAnon. Then they make zero connection to the actual story. It's very really difficult to make that connection when it's actually based in the true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, every kid is real in the story, every bad guy is real. You know, they play with some uh, timing and things like that to fit it all in. But where's the QAnon doctrine being spewed in the film in the script? I have no idea because this is this is actually what it looks like cuz this is what happened. I was there and several others were there to to c- confirm. So this is just some other agenda. You know, I mean, who would want to get the backs or run interference for pedophiles and human traffickers. That's the more important question in all this. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to lie to push an agenda whose goal is right. to have children be in captivity? What? It's kind okay. of sick. So, so we, can, think, we can um, stop that
1: interview right there. We don't need to go on. I wanted that part of the interview specifically because let me ask the question of both of you. Do you think that this has the, the fighting coming from the left? Has anything to do with the rainbow flag?
2: I think it's. I think it's got to do with the whole mindset okay. from the left, and that to to demonize. And you said it. Let's get down to it. The whole QAnon theory, and the whole nine yards. is the whole attempt here is to demonize uh, basically white people and conservative, uh, con- especially conservative white people and this is just another step to do it they're going to attack this movie that tells these the actual true story of of, of human slavery of children for sexual purposes and labor purposes and everything and somehow they want to spin that back around to that no that's not happening this is just this is just uh conspiracy from from white supremacists and white people yeah, that's the. Am I am I wrong on that? Is that true? I day? don't know. I, <laughs> I
1: I I don't understand. I will tell you this: if if they had used Denzel Washington instead of Jim Caviezel to play the the guy that was going down to save the kids, I don't think we would hear the peep out of the left. What do you what they do you, would be raving. What do you what do you, what do you think is? Oh, far, I son? think we would. Oh, you still you still think <laughs> even they would with off? Denzel? What wait. is it? What about yeah. what <laughs> uh, is it about this that sets off the left in your Faith-based. mind? Faith based. Oh, okay.
9: That's what it is. It's not a race thing.
1: That name. is about because you know I wouldn't it's, mind it if they used uh, Denzel because he's a Christian.
9: Yeah, I don't think it has to do with race. I just don't always go to the race thing. I think faith-based. I think I really do. I think it's faith-based. Okay. I think when you because the film is identified as a faith-based film, and I think it goes. I didn't even know it was faith-based film till right the second I just have seen a preview. I haven't seen the movie, yeah. but I do think...
1: I got tickets for you on the 21st. Okay,
9: I'll be here. Be there, wherever. Um, you can tell us where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a,
1: It's going to be over at Riverdale. That's where um, we'll be at.
9: I think it's faith-based. I mean, I really think there's a um, uh, a war going on when you say faith-based people automatically for instance, I'm Methodist. I'm pretty down the road, middle, you know, not to the right, not you. to the left. But when I tell certain people to the left that I, you know, I'm, they go, do you go to church? I say, I'm Methodist. And then they, it's immediate. It's a faith-based thing. I mean, I have a lot of friends on the right and the left and the far right and the far left. And I think it's a, a Christian thing.
2: I, I agree on the, you're you're...
1: Well, there's a I war did, on Christianity uh, yes. in the United States right now. There's I agree with no what doubt. you're saying
2: about the faith-based. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm going to go from a different perspective say that's part of it because I never see the left attacking uh, black Christians or black people's oh. faith. Now I never see are. them. They, to, they
1: are now. There's no doubt about that. But That, but, that, that rap song I played yesterday.
2: But the I'm, target.
1: You know, target, target.
2: The, well, the, <laughs> but the big target. Of the left and the woke is white Christians,
1: mm.
2: and and I agree about the faith base, Susie. I, I agree that yeah. the movie's faith based, so they're going to attack that. But I still say that if no, I, if it was Denzel, no, no I, I believe that I don't believe they would be attacking no, this movie.
9: I, well, I know people who on the far left who who go after. Um, black coaches who pray with their kids and they will you know like if i take a picture of a coach that's black who's praying with their kids in a school situation or at a game they go oh so i think it's a faith-based thing i think a small
2: percentage but who have you seen on the on the left go after denzel washington on any role he's ever played
9: I don't know. I just don't follow yeah, all don't, of this. I don't, I, don't yeah, I don't know. I just I go less race and more faith-based. I think there is a war. I think it's what Dave said. I think There's it's a both.
2: I think it's both. And, uh, uh, one thing we know, the, the left seems to attack anything that's standing for anything of a Christian value. You're right about that. Anything of a Christian value, anything about a morality issue that, that, that has morals to it, they seem to attack it. All right. I mean, there's what
1: what. So can can somebody
2: call in and give us a reason to attack this movie? One legitimate reason. Seen the movie,
1: all right? That has seen the movie. Okay. I talked to a lot of people who have already seen it, and they're they're gaga over this movie. I I'm gaga over because I'm glad that somebody's finally doing something to bring this insidiousness to the forefront, and people are understanding about it. We're going to give away. We're going to give away tickets, free tickets, here over the next couple of weeks. On the 21st at Riverdale 10 at uh, 7 o'clock, we're going to show uh, this movie. The tickets going to be free. I'll tell you when we're going to start giving them away when I find out today. I'm going to ask that question today, and I'll tell you tomorrow uh, how you'll be able to win tickets to it. But we're going to have a roundtable before it with the folks with PATH to tell you what's going on right here in Arkansas about this particular issue. And you may be stunned about it when you hear all the information dealing with it. You'll get to see the movie. You're going to get information about human trafficking and all the rest. we got to get a break in. When I come back, we'll continue this discussion. we got somebody on the line that wants to talk to us about it. Is that what we got, Aaron? Yeah, I can wait when we come back. Okay. we got somebody who wants to talk to us that has seen the movie. He said towing, don't forget about them. You get a problem on the side of the road, you're going to have one of those little green car, the greeny cars, you know, if you're you know you're a, a leaf licker or whatever, and, you know, just holds two people. You, can, you They've got to, well, just about anything. You can, you can take a bicycle, put a hook on it, and and pull that car down off the side of the road. But uh, if you're driving an 18-wheeler, they can get you off the side of the road as well. Uh, they've got the uh, the tow trucks to do that. Plus, they know all the ins and outs about towing that you don't know, that I don't even know, and uh, they're the people to go with. I use them all the time. The number is one five zero one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine. That's one five zero one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine. It's East End Towing. All right, we just got a few minutes left before we get to the bottom of the hour. Wayne is calling in from down in the Hot Springs area. What's going on, Wayne? And uh, you wanted to say something about Sound of uh, Freedom.
5: Yes, uh, I think there's another facet here that that, uh, y'all are missing, and and it needs to be brought up, is that uh, the the step is more about, and all the opposition is talking about this movie, is that, they keep promoting the uh, thing that these are not your kids. They belong to them. They'll indoctrinate them the way they want to. And if if they don't get them in your libraries and your schools, your public libraries and your uh, public schools, they're going. They've they've even said they're going to indoctrinate them in college. Uh, but it's the same thing. These are not your kids. They belong to them. And 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 parents ought to work. Wake up, parents, grandparents. I'm telling you, I'm giving you warning. This group is nothing but about getting your kids and changing the world from from their perspective, and and basically training them, and and basically serving them. It's not about it's not about what you want.
1: You All right, agree? All right, I I understand what you're say, saying, Wayne, and and I appreciate uh, your. Um, you're, you're you're saying that. That's the reason I brought up the rainbow flag, is because they're trying to downplay pedophilia now in the country. Yeah, and 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 that and this points out that pedophilia is not normal. This Which movie does.
2: Which is the plus at the end of the letters? The pl- that's literally what the plus is standing for.
1: Yeah, it's anything. Yeah,
2: because yeah.
1: anything goes with that. Yes. Well,
2: you know, I, I'm obsessed with
9: school districts, and there's pedophiles all running through the the schools as well. So I'm just saying the more we can bring attention to this issue in children, I don't think it's a right or left issue.
1: Well, that, and that's what bothers me about these people on the left coming out as as violently as they have. I don't want to say that because that's that words is violent stuff. No, they're coming out. The way and saying the things that they are about the movie, when in fact, it has nothing to do with that far right type of thought process.
9: I think it, it's because it says it's a faith face, okay. face based. Well, mm. I'm not going to
1: say that that's not part of it. i I'm, no. I'm, I'm will wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I mean, how can you stay in that business when you got Jesus looking across? I'm just I'm talking about Jim Caviezel. I mean, you know, he played Jesus right. in the in in in, in <laughs> Well, in and the that passion. could be part of it too. Yeah, well, I mean, that really can be. When we say it's quickly, right we're right. almost out of time.
2: Right. When we say it's not right or left it really is because the left is the one trying no. to normalize no. pedophilia. No. no. The left no. woke. No. Oh my gosh, I, no, they do not it. Every, every day. left
9: person. I didn't nope. say every left right. person. No, no. I right said the left I'll left woke. Ooh, we're gonna pick it
1: on the nope. other we'll pick it up on the other side here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Jimmy, you put your saber back, and uh, Susie, you put your saber back. And what's funny is I was sitting here listening, and both of you were saying the same thing, basically.
2: No, I don't think we were.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was. You were. were. I mean, you would agree that she's correct that if somebody, let's say from the right, down in uh, the Sheridan School District, was making it possible for uh, pedophiles to keep doing their thing, then they're supporting pedophilia. Not everybody yeah. from the right is is doing that. I agree and with I that. will agree that not everybody from the left. But then I will agree with what uh, Jimmy is saying, though, that the left has been pushing the LGBTQ plus yeah. plus.
2: If if you're into pedophilia, in
1: the school systems for years now.
2: If if you if you support pedophilia, or you allow it to happen. I don't care what color you are, what religion you are, what what uh, politics you are. You need to be wearing concrete Nikes at the bottom of the Arkansas River, okay? But what I am (laughs) saying is, it is the left that that has been. The left is the one that has been pushing that agenda. I see no evidence of the right pushing it. I see evidence of the left.
1: All right. So, let's talk about what what uh, Susie said because I think she really jumped on the right argument. That it was because it's a religious movie.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly with her on that. Yeah,
1: on the well, you know, same place. Christianity uh, under attack. I mean, I will I will say one of the first things that came out was that it was QAnon, which is that that's the whole white supremacist thing and all of that and a bunch of stuff that's been written that it's not right. But look, the same thing happens on the left. It's just like nobody wants to even. Talk about it. What's the guy's name that's the congressman that they just censored uh, in Congress? Um, Shift. From, yeah, Shift. Yeah, Shift. I mean, the guy. that guy is a, is a, a POS, I mean, as far as I'm oh, concerned. Yeah. And the most they can do to him is to say... No, 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 no. You know, I got problems with that when he flat out lied time and time and time again to the American people. Well,
2: that accomplished nothing, didn't it?
1: No, it did nothing. It just it was, stir it, up everybody's emotions. Yeah, it was just that's a, all. It a
2: waste of time. Yeah, and, that's all. But it did. no, that, to, me and Susie argued heavily during the break. But yes, yeah, Susie's right as far as the Christianity. It's an attack on Christianity, faith based,
1: and that's going yeah. on big time right now yeah. in our culture. That yes. that I know is yeah. true. I mean, I'm the only one that I know of that has covered the preacher in Batesville and the and the, and the in preacher down in Hot Springs. Yeah. I'm the only guy who's talked yeah. and about it, that. Bob Ballinger's
2: the one taking up, and
1: he's for taking it. the cases yeah. about it. And you know, do you uh,
2: think Channel Eleven, Channel Seven, or Channel Four for everybody who thinks no. all that's
1: going on on the in the left and right coast? That's not true. It's yeah. happening right here in the state. I'll tell you something else. You think that. Uh You know, the cartels are down on the border. You're wrong. They're right here in your backyard doing their thing. Yeah. And they're making more money on trafficking kids than they are selling drugs.
2: It is, it is getting that point in law enforcement in Arkansas. And I know Susie's got her contacts in law enforcement. You do. I do. They will all tell you about human trafficking in this state. That it's bad. It, it's very bad. Yes.
1: So that's what... That's my goal. My goal, I've been doing this since, like I said, five or six years ago with David Meeks. You know, I got with Meeks, and we we talked about it ex- extensively. <coughs> and there's there's national organizations about this. Uh, the local organization is PATH, and they will be at the movie to talk to you about it. So we'll I'll let you know exactly when you can start calling tickets. Can we get them to on win the show? Tickets. Oh, yeah, I can get Hannah yeah. on any time.
2: Because yeah. you can... had her, It was, it's about a
1: month ago? You no, her, no, had no. Really I had her, her on, what's it, a week ago, I think. It was it a week yeah. ago? Two weeks. Two weeks ago on a Friday. It's a really good segment. That's right. I had yeah. Matt on last Friday. Uh, since I knew Matt wasn't going to be on, I had her come on. And so, yeah, I'll have her join us here on the show. Yeah, I'd like and I, that. And that way I can sit back and be quiet, and you guys can ask her all the questions. <laughs> all right, which is fine with me. All right, so anyway, that's coming up on the 21st the 21st mark your calendar and then be ready to call to win when i call out when we start giving away the the uh the tickets okay secondly last piece of housekeeping then i'm going to move to Susie because she's got some really interesting things to talk about about what's going down on in south arkansas and then we're going to call we're going to talk about crypto mining coming up at nine o'clock bottom line is this uh You know, we want to make sure that we keep the issues that are affecting you here locally in front of you so that you know what you want to do to stop them in your local community. There's a lot of stuff going on that you hear on a national scale. That's happening right in front of your eyes here in Arkansas right now. Uh, A lot of it happens in little enclaves of Arkansas and, and, you know, I can point out Northwest Arkansas things that are going on up there. Uh, we've we've covered those things, but uh, I promise you, we will we'll keep doing that. the 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 main point that I wanted to be make here before we go to the, la- the break here for this hour, uh, starting today, the engineer is starting to install the new video equipment here in the studio. So I'm warning you, starting next week. You turn on and watch it, the video, you'll have to put up my face here on, on my show. I, I have a face for radio. I do not have a face for television. I do not want to do television anyway. They, they, they want to be spoon-fed everything now, and they don't want to rock the boat in any way, shape, or form. No, they don't. Uh, as far as things go, uh, they have, they've forgotten why there's a protection for a free press, and they, they've given that up. So uh, and I'll you all can come on anytime you want to. I'll, I'll sit here and have a great discussion with you about that. But with that all said and done, the, the, the TV cameras are coming, and our version, we're going to do something different than everybody else has ever done uh, here uh, with uh, the cameras, and that it's going to be computerized, and it'll look like Fox TV. Because when somebody talks, the camera on the microphone that the sound's coming from the camera turns on that turns on for that person, not everybody. so it won't be like before where you were looking at everybody from the side. now it's going to be face it up. Hey so sit up, Jimmy, it's gonna be right in front of you. That camera's gonna be on your mic stand and just above the mic and pointing directly at you.
2: That's I've been on camera so many I know times. you People, have. It, uh, I understand. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm very excited about it and I'll tell you why, is because it adds a new dimension to the show that you're gonna be able to watch it on social media, you're gonna be able to save it, what share everybody it. Everybody
1: does now. Yeah. See yeah. That, that's the key of why we're doing what we're doing, is we wanna get the information that we're covering out to as many people as yeah. we can. That means when you watch it, you'll be able to take it and share it with a That's friend. That's right. You can and share it on s- Facebook,
2: uh, Instagram, you'll be able to watch it on there. It'll be it's going to be at a new dimension. It's going to be a lot of fun because if you you don't see the ex- you hear it but you don't see the excitement we get going to here. You don't see it when fireworks. You, yeah, when Susie's rolling her eyes at me, and looking at me like you're an idiot, Jimmy. I mean, I mean it's, well, that's but not, <laughs> that's the stuff you'll be able to see. It's not I hard mean, to
1: prove, but that's yeah. okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And here's my key. I have to be like this all the time now.
9: Yeah. Get yeah, the, the shades go, I get, I gotta put. i got to put I'm my gonna shades get, on. I'm going to get some, too.
1: All right. So I am going i don't have them yet. And for the first few weeks, we'll probably look a little thin on, on light. But suddenly, we'll flip on the lights, and it'll be uh-huh. just like a regular. It won't be as hot. Because they're LED, so it won't be as hot. <laughs> it really is going
2: to be exciting because of I, the interaction with the guests, too, yes. right? Are yeah. we going to have it where we, towards, we can pull the towards, guests up?
1: And, uh, when, we, when you get to the end of the year, there's a new piece of equipment that will be available then. And we'll be able to do Skype and do Zoom calls, so I'll so never
2: have to drive well, up here again. No, you know,
1: I'll <laughs> expect you to be here all the time.
2: We need to talk about it more, but you I got to cut stuff. I have to
1: cut your salary by half.
2: <laughs> you've got, uh, <laughs> you've got. To ask the governor. So when the governor's on, you're going you to see the governor her as well. Uh, when That's we get correct. Secretary Oliva on, uh, he'll be on. I'm waiting camera. for him to call me. He'll be and, uh, on. In, uh, in on case camera. he's listening. all right. And, uh, so all the guests, and uh, which we get some pretty cool and exciting guests on here.
1: It's been, yeah. It's going to be fun. I got to, I got to get a hold of uh, French Hill, Congressman yeah. Hill, and Congressman Westerman. They'll be on, on uh, c- computer. I'm sure yeah. by then, and you'll be able to see them talking as well. Anyway, we, Will we
9: have holograms of
1: people. No, no holograms. Like from, okay. No, no Drake. No Drake movement <laughs> moments on my show, where he sits on the on the couch, and his hologram hands him an envelope. All right, we'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and then we'll come back and we'll pick it up again. Now, for you who have been talking about crypto mining, and you said, Dave, why don't you do something on it? Look, it's not like just every day you can pick somebody up to talk about crypto mining, okay? We're going we're gonna to have people on today to talk some about it, and then I'm going to turn... Uh, Susie Luce, because she's got some really interesting stories that she's been following down south that yeah. need to be talked about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 13 minutes until 9. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back and do more. I want to remind you about Asset uh, uh, Protection Wealth Management that uh, Gary Garrison's uh, group. He's going to be back on on the 27th of this month, and yes, you'll be able to see him and I will say this, he's got more of a face for television than I do. He definitely has a great voice. And he'll be on and talking about uh, how to save money while you're in retirement and how to do it where you have your chances of losing money are very, very reduced. Uh, 11300 North Rodney Parham Road is where their offices are, Suite 320. Call this number, one 9045 set up a no obligation consultation with Gary himself and let him tell you how to get ready for retirement if you're in your 50s you should be getting ready for retirement should have been doing it before then uh, or if you're in retirement how you make sure that uh, your money is going to live longer than you do that uh, is the uh, uh, you know asset uh, protection wealth management company I'm Dave Ellswick stay with us we got more for you. All right, want to lead into the start of this next segment. We only got 10 minutes left, and then we're going to talk about crypto mining, and then we're going to come back after you've had a little bit of time to consider what uh, Susie said, and we're going to talk about it even more, All right. just so everybody knows. Uh, bottom line, Susie, you've been covering a couple of big stories going on in this kind of the – is it the central part of the state or is it the southern part of the state? where i am yeah it's southern okay it's southern okay rising right rising okay. southern mojo rising <laughs> that's the first thing i think about anytime i hear it's rising cleveland,
9: cleveland county
1: i want to i want to sing birthplace the, the
9: of johnny cash yes yes Dias.
1: no no he
9: was born in kingsland
1: oh was he and okay. then
9: moved dice just claims all the glory but kingsland birthed him
1: okay so <laughs> i walked the line was wrong is what you're that's telling right. me okay all right oh, that's <laughs> yep, cool i that just watched of. i I walked the line over the weekend i love that movie i love it that they started at folsom prison i, I like that, yeah, movie I that movie. a lot so with that said what's going on i mean i i want people to know what's going on in the whole state so what's going on
9: well we can you know i'm i'm thinking what's going on let me figure out which way to go here
1: do you want uh, to talk uh, the football story we first? We could talk since, about since journalism. Since are Razorback fans,
9: we could talk about journalism ethics and football.
1: Yeah, why don't you talk about that?
9: Well, um, Coach Mallett at uh, that was a Coach Ron Mallett was a uh, former you know Razorback star, NFL player, coach at Whitehall School, and he um, tragically drowned in a in Florida a couple weeks ago, and so uh, the story broke out of palm bluff obviously because that's where he's from uh somehow um this radio station got a sports reporter uh luke matheson got the got the scoop and um then uh ron mallett's mother a couple days after his passing posted um went after luke matheson and his employer deltaplex radio full disclosure i did some freelance work for them quit because of ethics, because I believe journalism ethics is very important. When they broke the news, they said multiple sources. Well, Journalism 101 tells you that you need to have a confirmed source. Multiple sources could be right or wrong. It You don't know, especially when you're reporting something that serious. So, you know, I immediately jumped in thinking you needed to have law and for a law enforcement official confirmed you know that did not want to be named
1: or a coroner or, or a coroner like
9: that. yes or a close family friend or some you know name your source better to name it but you know like the okaloosa sheriff's office deputy blah blah but that didn't happen ron mallett's mother um went after the, them for breaking it before the family could did she even
1: know it before they broke it she did know it okay she she did knew know it, it
9: but she barely had time to tell her mother who would be ron mallett's grandmother and ethically i just think that's wrong so i foyer um because
1: let me stop you yeah. just for a moment because the sheriff's office in florida Would not say who it was until they had talked to next of kin.
9: That's right, and they put that on Facebook. And so the timestamps, I went back and looked at all the timestamps, and the timestamps, Deltaplex broke it. Okaloosa says that they're having, uh, they had a drowning victim. They do not say who it is, they say it has not been identified. Then another post says that that next of kin has not been notified. Then the third one, the third post, several minutes maybe half an hour, 45 minutes later, says that it's Ron Mallett.
1: Former Razorback and NFL star, Ryan Mallett. Okay.
9: And, then you know, it, it makes news because he was a former Razorback. But you need those ethics, whether you're talking about, you know, Joe Smith across the street that was in a house fire and you identify him, or if it's a former, you know, football star. So I then...
1: And if you don't have that type of backing, you sit on the story.
9: You sit on it for a minute.
1: Yeah. You yeah. wait until you have that type of That's right. verif- and you also, verification. And they did
9: not have ver- ver- verification from the school because I foia everything from the school regarding the news of his death. And the school had not put out a statement. The school did not confirm it. So, it's an interesting situation.
2: So, when, when, they, when Luke Matheson cited multiple sources, is it that you're saying that he said, hey, multiple sources, but he didn't say multiple sources inside law enforcement no. or multiple sources inside the family have told no. me. He just said multiple sources. That's right. Okay. Which
9: makes you go, well, who... I mean, how do you know this?
2: I do that all the time
1: with journalists now. Well,
2: that, but, but
9: that because be, it could be the three of us sitting around. Yeah, and just some, guy sure. the,
2: some guy at the beach told me that.
9: Yeah. Some guy at the beach told me yeah. that this was Ron Mallett
1: or
2: whoever. Right. Yes. Which is not a credible source at no. that
9: point. No. I mean, you need to identify, like, it's law enforcement. It's a school official yeah. confirmed it. A yeah. family member confirmed it. I've done enough of this not... I have to say I don't think I've ever covered the death of a former Razorback football star. But I've covered enough crime scenes, enough, like, political deaths, you know, that kind of
2: high-profile people. Since this happened, has Luke come out and said, well, my multiple sources, when I said multiple sources, it came from law enforcement or it came from this? No, apparently he
9: said that his his boss told him about it, which— That would make sense.
2: Well, that's not multiple sources. No,
9: that's not multiple (laughs) sources. (laughs) That his boss knew it and made him do the story. But as a reporter, you always stand by your story. If your byline's on it, yes, you have editors, you have managers, you have whatever, but you stand by your story.
2: He said, "My boss made me do the story."
9: Yes, it's it's on Facebook. Oh my God! And then he decided to go one step farther as I kept pushing. Yes, as I kept going and pushing and eye rolling like I do. Yeah. Well, I pushed on, and then he threw a well-known Razorback reporter, Otis Kirk, under the bus. And then when yeah, I Otis been around forever, yeah. yeah. And so when I forever. tweeted about this, he said, "Otis said, no way, no way. I did not report this.' So if you're going to have a scoop, here's my little tip: if you're going to have it, confirm it, and then stand by it. Don't start throwing people under the bus when the heat gets hot. Mm-hmm. If you want the scoop." I mean, good scoop, bad scoop—you take the
2: heat. Well, this is, this is not Dave <laughs> saying it or Susie saying it. This is Jimmy Cabin saying it, and, and, I, and I'll stand on it because I've I've had dealings yeah. with Luke Madison. He is a very unethical reporter. Well, I, that's not them saying it, guys. That's he, me.
1: He, okay. You said it. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs>
9: you said, you said it. it.
1: All right, and if you say it again, I'll put tape over your mouth.
9: I'll just say <laughs> ethics are important in journalism. Yes, As is. is freedom of information, yeah. which we will get to later, but oh, ethics, yeah. freedom of information, transparency, it all plays into, you know, where journalism's headed. I
1: got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. What right. is that? Guys, we got to take a break. Julie, Bur- uh, Jeannie Burlesworth is going to be with us in the next half hour.
2: Don't ask her how she feels if you don't want to know. Well, she'll no, tell you, right? Jeannie, that's the-
1: Secure Arkansas, correct? Yes,
2: secure Arkansas.
1: Okay, she's she's been on my show many a time. We'll talk to her here on the Dave Ellswick Show in just a few moments. Stick around with us. There's a lot. There's still two hours to go, folks. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show for a Wednesday. Woo You can hear me, Mike.
6: Mike. 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 What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is?
0: It's Hump Day. Woo-hoo! Oh, you can't handle the truth.
1: That w- is one thing that I'll guarantee about the Dave Ellsworth show. We'll get to the truth. All right. We'll get to the to the truth. Jeannie Burlsworth is on the phone. We'll get right to her in just a moment. But, Jimmy, this is a subject that you, you brought to me, and you said I think people would be interested in, in hearing about it. So fire away.
2: Well, I think it's a it's a hot topic. A bill was uh, passed and put into law, Act eighteen fifty one on the regulation of crypto mining in the state. And it passed ninety three to one in the House, thirty three to nothing in the Senate. But since that passage, some things have come to fruition in uh, Harrison, Greenbrier, Bologna, Pine Bluff, other communities in the state where they've tried to do this. Yes, and uh, where it's really caused issues and it changed the laws in title 14 or adapted laws in title 14 that from the way i'm reading and jeannie can is really studied this so she can get more into it, that it as adversely affected a community or municipality or county's ability to regulate or or, or stop crypto mining in their communities or have have the have some power to to regulate it on zoning and things like that. And uh, it's caused a, 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 a really big issue, not just on the noise levels that these crypto mining sites cost. There's some horror stores up by Greenbrier of the facility there and the people that live next to it. But also the ramifications that I think the legislature probably – at, at ninety three to one and thirty three to nothing, I think this kind of went. Maybe they didn't do their homework enough, and it just kind of buzzed through on the vote. And Jeannie can get more into it. I think even the statement by Rick McClure, who he gave us, we asked Rick McClure, the sponsor, state representative Rick McClure, to come on the show. Uh, he did talk to me. He said he's traveling, I can't, but he did issue, a, give, write me up a statement that we're going to read on the show. And I think when we hear that, you're going to see that. You know, he's even saying because now he said, "Hey, we're going to put it back in the interim study." So there's a, a push to repeal this. So maybe we get Jeannie to I mean, explain well, Jeannie about.
1: here, yeah. an old friend. Uh, that's she's a woman. I shouldn't say that. A, a friend uh, for a long time of the Dave Ellswick Show. She's been with me many a time yeah. with Todd and some of the other folks that have worked with her on uh, you know dealing with uh, secure Arkansas. Jeannie, how are you today?
10: Well, I'm wonderful, Dave. It's nice to hear your voice again.
1: Well, good. Let, let's talk about this whole thing about crypto mining. First things first. All right. There's a new country. There's a new uh, Christian contemporary song that's out. First thing first, that I really like. But bottom line is that this. Uh, what is it? I mean, explain to my listeners what this is. This has nothing to do with digging into the dirt, is it?
10: Oh, not a, not at all. And actually. That was the problem when people first heard about, you know, cryptocurrency cryptocurrency and crypto mining sites and Bitcoin. They thought that they were actually digging to, to find this. And they didn't realize that it has to do, you know, with just computers. And what Bitcoin is, is just computer code. When you invest in Bitcoin, you are investing in computer code. And it was, it went online, it was the first of the cryptocurrencies that went online in 2009, but, it, but it, it's not supported by any government or central bank, it's completely electronic.
1: Okay, so this is what the guy had that was out in, what, what island was he out there in the Caribbean that was selling people on uh, investing in it, and then they lost all their life savings and stuff, Correct.
10: Right, and here's another sad thing is El Salvador, fortunately, you know, when this was first sold to everybody, but now Warren Buffett and a lot of your uh, eight Nobel Peace Prize winners said, you know, this is dangerous, don't do this. Been a lot of good people comment on this, but El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as their legal tender 2021. And boy, are they in trouble! They're struggling now to try to meet their debt obligations. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that country. But this is really loser because the average transaction uh, on on Bitcoin wallets. Most people just hold around when they invest around a hundred dollars. But if you got in on it back in the very beginning, like a pyramid. You know, I think there was more money to to be made. Than has gone up and down over the years, and and like these Nobel Peace Prize winners say, uh, it is like a big bubble. It's not come back in 2023. It's not recovered like people were expecting it to recover in 2023. And and people, and this is what worries me. See, I've talked to people secure Arkansas. Talk to people all over the state, and there's been a lot of younger people that have invested, and they've lost a fortune in Bitcoin.
1: Okay, so what I'd like you to do now is to tell us what crypto mining is all about, and what is what's all of the the hubbub. That's one of my favorite words, hubbub going on in these areas where they've opened up these. Quote businesses for crypto mining.
10: Well, you know, sadly, and this really tears me up, Dave. I'm and Jimmy. I'm I'm telling you what, see What after we started looking into this, we're like, oh my god, we had no idea what was going on. And see, it's not just the pollution or the EMF waves that is so dangerous. If a crypto mining site goes in locally, all of the surrounding is worthless. They they can't see the the noise. It's and see they can turn the sound or down, but but what we're gonna find out is because crypto mining uh, the more Bitcoin that's already been used. See, there's um, 19 million
1: bits right now. Gene, let me jump in and ask you. I, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll okay. be right back here on, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about uh, Employee Retention Credit, ERC. Uh, you can make up to $26,000 per W-2 employee. It's a refundable tax credit. It's not a loan. So you don't have to pay it back. Uh, The the newest part of this is that it's easier now to get okayed to do this, and you can do an ERC as well as the PPP. So go to ercez123.com. That's uh, ercez123.com and get all the information you need to get into so that you can get uh, your portion of this program.
0: Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast.
1: (laughs) I got to tell you, it gets out of hand quick here on the Dave Ellsworth (laughs) Show. Janie, thanks for uh, uh, taking that break with us because we wanted to get to to talking about uh, this whole crypto mining material. Uh, You just said uh, there's pollution involved with this. There's noise pollution involved with this. Uh, the Chinese are involved with this, so I'm oh just. Oh boy! I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I know you're going to love talking <laughs> about that. Uh, so let me just ask you to 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 bring people up and educate them about it.
10: Well, you know, really, what has got all of the locals here in Arkansas so upset is these are communist Chinese operatives. That's just the best way to put it. And I was reading just recently an article out of the Santa Barbara News. And see, this, this is not just secure Arkansas opinion. This is coming from the U.S. top intelligence official, John Radcliffe. And he warned that China is a, is a threat to democracy and, for, and our freedom since the Second World War. Well, yeah. And, and Mike, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Christopher Ray, the FBI chief, they said... we're not under any type of illusions about the threat of our personal lives to our economic security and our liberty that's coming from communist China. And see, I was just checking this morning just to make sure I could get a a July update, and basically the telegraph is saying that tensions between the West and China show, show no signs of easing. So see what these crypto mines do is go in. Energy has done a contract with them, and they go in and hook up to our substations, which is definitely affecting our power grid, and we're being warned and warned and warned about this power grid hookup, and, you know, uh, I guess what has, from the Santa Barbara news, I mean, you know, on illegal immigration we've been at the forefront of that for years yes and I'm just saying there's a lot of Chinese nationals coming across that border and see the thing of it is is they've got Chinese police stations, and see they can get in this country and hook up to their operatives and this is what this Santa Barbara news is basically saying they're saying why do we allow about three hundred thousand Chinese students in America that work in high-tech areas and uh, military and and commercial new technology by Chinese nationals that's coming over here, our universities. And then they ask, do you know that the Chinese companies are now buying up American private uh, K-12 through schools all across the country? And they're all in our universities, and professors are paid by them. And, you know, here's another thing that we've got to consider. If we look at this, and that's what Secure Arkansas has done, is we have looked at the danger that is imposed on this country. And right now, of today, they have it surrounded because they own 96 seaports in 53 countries. But if you look at Miami, Long Beach, Houston, Los Angeles, and Seattle, they definitely have this. Strategic advantage there, and, and and potential control over the shipment of goods there.
1: All and, right, let me let me jump in and ask uh, this question because I want to go right back specifically to the whole thing of crypto mining. And that okay. is, you said that they're hooking up to our electric substations. Explain yeah. what you're talking about.
10: Okay, there is electrical substations in every area, and see what they do is you know they go in and they hook they have all of these computers and these computers and it takes a ton of electricity an ungodly amount of electricity to operate these crypto sites from you know our electrical supply and it and honestly our electrical supply is is just not so much and texas found this out the state of texas paid a heavy price they lost about 100 lives by that. You know, they let the Chinese come in there and and uh, set up their site, and it's extremely dangerous. On what happened there, because they finally had to ask them to shut down, and they ended up paying millions of dollars. I think around 18 million. You know, uh, back to um, the. Uh, the electric company had to pay the Chinese people, you know, for shutting down. So, see, when you enter a contract in with these people, you're doomed. And and this is going to really fall immediately right now. Immediately, if I could send out a warning, our justices of the peace and city councils better have a heads up because really things are getting out of control very fast. And I just found out last night late that. They have uh, trying to get a permit in Monticello, and they've already brought their amps out to the site. They're so sure they're going to get that permit, and that will ruin Monticello. That will just triple Monticello all two pieces, now, this, this, to pieces. So what's happening
1: amps. is that they, they literally use up so much electricity that it puts a, a, a damper on everybody else is what you're saying.
10: Yes, and drives up electricity rates. Okay. And, and and see, it takes it – takes, talking about resources, see, there's a ton of water that has to be used to cool down these computers because they're so intense. Now, we're talking an electricity, you know, that we're not used to dealing with because this is huge. And see, that's why – Anything that surrounds it, the animals will leave. They don't want in that vicinity, let alone anybody that lives there. And, what, and see, this is where the JPs are going to have to look at these unintended consequences if they do get a permit to set up a crypto site there because they don't know what they're dealing with. These are unforeseen circumstances that they immediately better look into, Dave.
2: Okay. We've got it all on Secure Arkansas. If people want to go okay, to
1: SecureArkansas.com, com. Okay, SecureArkansas.com. Here's, here's Jimmy. He's got a question for Jenny,
2: you. Jimmy, uh, Act, Act 851 was, uh, was signed by the governor after the last legislative session and to create the Arkansas Data Centers Act of 2023 and to clarify the regulation of the digital asset mining business. It was passed 93 to 1 in the House, 33 to nothing in the Senate since it's been passed with this and a lot of work you have done that has brought this up, there is a actual pushback to repeal this act. Tell us where this act went wrong. Well, see, what this was all unintended
10: consequences. They didn't realize that this is just what the crypto mining people wanted. I mean, they set back. You know we're being faced with the central bank digital currency and so if we go cashless there goes our independence and and see this just rolled in the chinese to come in here and set up because they can take advantage of us with you know our electricity now remember china and russia both kicked out the crypto miners and this act see just made it possible for them to have advantages let alone with House Bill 1654 that this dismayed, I believe, fraudulently presented, because, see, and we've talked about this before, Jimmy, because, see, this was the end of session, and everything was being crammed through with lightning speed, and they suspended rules, they did everything. If you want to read about it, we've got an article called Fra- Fraud at the Capitol that explains all about what happened, and we have the footage where... Uh, Maine gets up and presents his bill, and, and then Senator King says, does that have anything to do with uh, either Bitcoin or crypto mining? I can't exactly remember. It's on the video. And Dismayne says, no, not that he knew of, which I believe he did know. And see, this is what I'm concerned about is BlackRock and China are all tied up together, and the problem with some of these legislators is they could be bought off. And that's what got me all in an uproar because, like, talking about selling this down the drain right now, we couldn't be in any more danger than what we are. I mean, we're just—if if if people only knew what's going on, we—they would roll over. It's hard to sleep at night to see what's coming in and think about Arkansas, a natural state, and they're going to literally crash it up. And I mean, crash it up. And that's why. Kind of kicked them out because they're like, see, they're, we're on the end, for instance, of of some of this Bitcoin mining. Anyway, now it may go on for a while, but the biggest uh, part of the Bitcoin has already been mined. There's only it was capped at 21 million, and there's 19 out there. So you know we've got to get our heads on straight. This is worthless. This is computer code. People are investing in it. Gap. It's getting people in trouble. And, see, I believe the Chinese are using this as an excuse to actually come in here, is what I'm thinking. And, see, this bill just invited all tax advantages, uh, you know, everything possible where you couldn't discriminate. See, in the beginning in Harrison, um, they the people were told, oh, whatever you do, don't say communist Chinese. And I'm like, what? in the world. This isn't about a race, but this, they are our adversary at this point, and we better beware, and you're letting them hook up to the power grid, coming in people's back doors, giving them tax advantages, letting foreign entities buy our land, uh, and, and get a foothold of all places in Arkansas that would, I, many people would have considered this state a safe haven, but Here's the problem now. Here's something that we've not brought up yet that I want to talk about because I know I don't have a whole lot of time
1: All here. All right. What I'm going to ask you to do is that we got to get a break in. You wait for okay. five minutes, and then we'll come back to you again, and we will okay. talk to you about what you're concerned about. And then I'd like you to bring us up to a little bit up on date on some of these areas that had crypto mining going, the problems with the noise and uh, – they're 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 forcing them out of business telling them we don't want you here any longer so we'll talk about that here on the okay. Dave Ellswick show Jeannie burlesworth okay. is with us securearkansas.com is the website you can read all of their material right there and they'll be happy to talk to you uh about those uh, the stories if you just send them a couple of uh messages they they read their messages all right so Dave Ellswick show we got more You're coming your way right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, Jeannie Burlsworth is with us, securearkansas.com website for you. Okay, now, Jeannie, let's start off with there was something that you wanted to bring up that you thought was very important. What was that?
10: Well, it's it's just the amount of communist Chinese that are coming in. and, And see, the thing about this, Dave, on these crypto mines is we investigated all the players. And immediately when we started investigating the players and who hooked up at the Chamber of Commerce and different things like that, they started uh, hiding uh, on LinkedIn. One of the ladies that made the deal in Harrison was involved on it. She, she took all of her information off of LinkedIn. And you can trace these players back straight to Beijing. And that's what's got everybody concerned. This is not just speculation, and this definitely isn't, you know, about race. It's about what is going on, because it looks like that they really do have a grip. And the thing of it is, is I don't know if you all are aware of this, but, but basically a Chinese company bought about 79% of Tyson. And see, they've got Smithfield Foods. They They bought them several years ago. So they've got control of our food supply, you know, and they're and they're in our water. I mean, I, I did an investigation on our water, and we can't afford uh, to give them all this water and and uh, to to cool their uh, all these electrified computers that's just running at full speed, and it's it's so dangerous. Anybody that's around these crypto sites, it, and there's armed guards in there, and I. I can't say much more than that, but we're looking at some pretty heavy-duty stuff here, Dave. This is not, you know, play, and this really isn't debatable. These are facts.
1: Okay. I want to want to hear from the uh, representative that ran this bill, and he sent us a, a, a written response because he's out traveling right now. And who is this again, Jimmy?
2: Uh, State Representative Rick McClure. And to Jeannie's point, he did acknowledge that there the the problem with foreign country Chinese ownership. But I'm going to read the the statement that he gave for the show, and it's over the past few years. There's been notable growth in digital asset mining in Arkansas. Act 851 is the first regulatory act that intends to protect Arkansas power grid and regulate power providers. We wanted to make sure that our power grid could provide power without overload and that there would be plentiful power for all our Kansas. Similar bills from Missouri, Mississippi, and Montana were used to see how other states were dealing digital asset mining. Energy, electric co-ops, municipal association power providers, ...and Public Service Commission all understood the intent of the bill. The Association of Counties and Municipal League... There's those two organizations again, by the way. uh, Municipal League reviewed the drafting process and took a position of neutral on the bill. Act 851 gives a list of laws that digital asset miners must follow. In short, they must follow all the laws any other industry follows that would include any city county state or federal laws that would also include environmental and sound guidelines act 851 does not address this is important folks act 851 does not address any industry specific noise issues just reaffirming existing laws hb 1799 and act 851 was approved 93 to 1 in the house 33 to nothing in the senate No one spoke against the bill in committees or on the legislative floors. In the weeks following, there have been several reported situations of problems with noise generated by digital asset miners. Large digital asset mining operations without sound abatement can be a problem. They can be loud and annoying. Act 851 was not intended to to address industry-specific sound Other than current guidelines, that would be enforced by the Arkansas Department of of Environmental Quality and the federal EPA. Act 851 does not change city zoning, commercial, and industrial zoning guidelines that should already include noise restrictions. The same to be true in industrial parks. Now, here you go, Jenny. This is what you were alluding to. The valid concerns of ownership by countries not friendly to the U.S., will need to be addressed, but unfortunately was not included in Act 851. Act 851 is now in legislative interim study. The discussion will continue on how best to address the valid concerns expressed throughout the state. Now, I appreciate Senator McClure's uh, a statement. Like I said, I talked to him about coming on and he was traveling, but uh, I think he does, I think that's an admission, that they yeah. they did not they did not take the concerns of 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 China owning a lot of this, and they should have and so well, what are you thinking
10: well here's what I think I think some of them did know because Joshua Bryant of Rogers was the senator that sponsored seventeen ninety nine and the thing of it is uh he you know, we know who he gets his campaign com- contributions from, and I just told you Tyson has sold out 79% of their business to Chinese investors, so here we are. And see, here's what the public needs to be aware of. When we're talking about investors, boy oh boy, you better understand that this is, through black BlackRock, it can sort of go all the way back to China. And your house can have Chinese investors And you not even know it, because BlackRock buys up houses on purpose. Now, our country is being torn up slowly but surely here, and they've got us surrounded. If you really want to know the truth by our adversaries, and there's no one that that you can talk about that's any type of intelligence that's not going to tell you we are so close to war with China now, it's pitiful. And honestly, I think that spy balloon that came over was a warning. It wasn't just surveillance, but see they're buying this farmland, right near some of these military bases. That's going on all over the place, and I don't care what state—every state that has gotten involved with this crypto mining, because we've been checking this out too. Everybody is in an uproar. They're concerned. They want out of there. They don't know how they're going to sell their property. This is un- there is no good thing no good thing going to come from this. Nothing. This is actually, I believe, a tactic. And see, what we also looked into is we have an article online about mysterious Chinese guests around Conway Greenbrier area. And see, there's where they've got these private planes that fly in and out. And these same players live in that area. We put the man's name and everything on the house they stay in. But these are Chinese cartels that are coming into Arkansas. And yes, this is a very volatile, dangerous situation. And it's going to be up to the JPs to get their heads on straight real quick.
1: Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go one step over what you're saying there, Jeannie, because we've talked about Chinese buying up land in the United States. It comes down to the state legislatures. Now that that's where it comes down to. And, uh, I'm going to start getting more and more state legislators on my show and ask if they're going to vote against this because it's. I'm hearing a movement in Arkansas that they want to put an end to it.
2: That's right. They, they, oh. the state legislature just needs to say, "Look, here's the deal. You know, we're just not like, allowed to just phone like our out to it. Yeah. just like Iowa it's not did here just recently.'
1: In the state. So, bottom line, I'm. Let me ask you one last question. I've got three minutes for you. Okay, tell us about Volonia tell us about some of these other towns. How are how are they uh, getting rid of these firms, or are they? Or are they stuck with them?
10: Well, and now, actually what is going on, uh, the, the, like I said, the JPs are very concerned, and they're trying to do everything that they can to pass ordinances, to see what they can do to get rid of these uh, crypto mining sites, because, see, they're they're, all of them are realizing these unintended consequences and, and just how horrible it is. So yes, they are working on it, and I believe there's supposed to be uh, some kind of a big protest. It's going to get out of hand. See, what's going on right now, Dave, is people are waiting to see what the legislature and our governor is going to do. And so far, you know, things are, they're not really doing that much. And I do know there are some legislators that want you know, uh, to go back and look at this and see what they can do to correct the mistake. Yeah, but for most, uh,
1: most of the legislature, it's just uh, it's just crickets, right? Is that what you're saying?
10: <laughs> yes. Well, they're afraid to make a move because who knows? See, this is what more is going to be uncovered as time goes on. i I've, I've got some stuff that I haven't put out yet, but I'm going to tell you uh, a lot of these legislators may be scared to death, Dave, because they may have been bought off or whatever. I mean, BlackRock says says they can they can buy a senator for $10,000. That's a, a statement from one of their main spokespeople.
1: Now, that's all and you so, got. You only have to say BlackRock, and, you you know, you've got me on your side. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I have no good things to say about BlackRock at, at all. Well, listen, we're out of time. Let's do this again in the near future. And maybe I can get you to come up and, and sit down in the studio with you, with us. you okay. think, think we might be able to do that? Possibly. Okay. Because we're getting ready to put cameras in here. You'll have to come and sit down and be uh, be on the Internet visibly.
10: Okay. All, All right?
1: right. Keep that in mind. Sounds All right. Good. Jeannie, it's, it's a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show, and we'll talk to you uh, very soon down the line here. All right, okay, that's all uh, I know. That's Jeannie Burldsworth from Secure Arkansas. SecureArkansas.com. dot com. You can read about all what they've dug up on their uh, website. Let's get our last break in and then we'll come back and man, I I haven't I haven't turned Susie loose yet. I'm gonna turn her loose when we get back. Oh we got, god. We got some good, Hang on. We got some things to <laughs> we gotta talk about. I mean ser- there's some serious things that we gotta talk about. The Ryan Mallet thing that that wasn't serious when you look at the things we're going to talk about. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, uh, we're in that time, weddings are galore. You know, you, you you, ladies out there that are going to be, you know, maids of honor and stuff, you know what I'm talking about. You know, all that money you're going to spend on shoes and dresses and, and all the right. Uh, bottom line, uh, Eric wants you to know over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, if you're looking for an engagement ring, you're looking for wedding bands, he'll send you, he's going to save you 20 to 30 percent. Off of any other jewelry stores, and twenty to thirty percent off of a really nice engagement ring or wedding band set is a lot of money. Just keep that in mind. Goes really helps when you're going on your honeymoon. Go over to 3000 Cavanaugh Sweet E and talk to Eric specifically about it. What you're looking at now, if if it's wedding bands, take the uh, the the new Mrs. with you so she can help pick out the wedding bands. All right, guys if it's a if you're looking at you know you're getting you're going to get engaged i'm going to highly recommend that you query uh your uh future wife and find out what kind of ring she wants you don't want to screw this up all right get the ring she wants not what you want cuz you're going to be looking at well $6000 versus $2000 all right let me tell you if it's 6000 she wants it should be 6000 she gets. You know, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Live by that uh, adage, and you will live long and prosperous. Uh, stop by and see Eric Coleman between 10 and 6 Monday through Saturday at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. So we've got about eight minutes left to the top of the hour. I want to now start talking uh, specifically to Susie. Susie, you got something going on with a uh, a gentleman who is a veteran and uh, he's fighting a tough battle right now
9: he is it's in uh sheridan the sheridan's the gift that just keeps giving to uh to this journalist um it's crazy amount of stories over there but um because of my investigation to the school board I, I i did meet a man who is a veteran and a widower and um the rural uh co-op electric co-op so going back to what Jeannie was talking about with power grids Sheridan is growing at such a fast rate, so many people are, are moving there um, that they are, um, they, they've got some, some problems, um, including with their power grid. So um, CNL is Rural Electric, and they are trying to put, um, upgrade his, uh, this veteran's pole, power pole, um, to upgrade more, to get more power to the grid. And then they're going to put four guide, they have, he has four guide wires right now, they want to increase that to eight. But the, the thing is, they have this so-called easement, but it's not filed at the courthouse that anyone can find. On the other side of the road, in this subdivision, um, there is a utility easement that is filed at the courthouse. So why not just put it on exactly. the other side? Exactly. So they're going to take up 50 feet of his yard, cut down trees likely that he and his late wife planted. Um block partly block his shop that was there when he bought the property so um you know he's he's fighting a utility company so it's a it's an interesting uphill battle for him and he kind of called me to investigate and i am curious why they don't just put it on the other side of the road where they do have the utility easement well what's the
1: judge going to say judge says hey you don't have anything for an easement a sheet of paper to, to about this gentleman just build it on the other side of the road where you got the easement
9: right because on this plat that that cnl has it's a mystery where it came from because it's not from the courthouse so i believe the developer of this subdivision just pulled it out of his hat and said here you know here it is and it's got an easement but it's not officially an easement hadn't been, it hadn't might, been stamped no or anything not
2: like in a that. book not in a Deed book no let me ask you this uh, you were talking about this when this and i think i read some of the stuff that you sent but when the gentleman and his wife bought the property and the the surveys the title company and everything certified there was nothing about this easement in any of those in the title in the in the the title or, deed or anything right? easement
9: if any but it doesn't say utility easement and there is an, a, an easement on the other side of the road. So that's the curious, if any. But if, when you look at the deed on the other side of the road, that property in that deed to that house, it does say there's a utility easement. So it's a shade but of gray wh- there. But not
2: where they're claiming that's it right. is, right? That's
9: right. From my understanding,
2: yes. And so... So you being the investigative reporter you are, you're looking in this saying, okay, wait a minute, there's nothing recorded at the county. That's right. For this easement. There's nothing. You can give me, any surveyor can draw you a plat. That's right. right. And say, hey, here's an easement. That's right. I can draw that easement in there, but it's got to be recorded and stamped. I, I
9: think so. Okay. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but that's that's my understanding that that would be the and case. You didn't and
1: you stay at Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so anyway. No. But,
9: no, I, but I do think that there is already this easement. There's already wires on the other side. Why not just go there, save the trees, you know, save the man's trees, save his entryway into his shop. He bought the house that way. And it's not like there's not something on the other side. There is. They could just... Jump over there. Yeah, here's
1: the key on this. I, I know there's people right now. Probably my boss, if he's listening. <sighs> what are you talking about this for, Dave? It's one guy. It's one guy, and I'll tell you why I'm talking about it. Because if it can happen to him, it can happen yeah, to anybody.
2: It's the little That's guy right. getting steamrolled right. by go- by utilities and government. That's right. And and
9: goes to my point, ongoing point of journalism and freedom of information and transparency. That if local newspapers were no longer just propaganda machines for the local, you know, Chamber of Commerce or whatever, this would be a back-and-forth great front-page story for a small-town newspaper. But when small towns start to lose media, things go under the radar.
1: And when they want to work with their advertisers. That's right. Worse than they want to yeah. work
2: for the yes, truth. that's right. So I'm all about the truth. Yeah. So is this a utility company, or are they... The guy, I'm assuming the guy's gone to him and said, hey, wait a minute, man, you're about to do all this. What is the utilities company's response to this guy? That they can do it. They're they're telling him to kick rocks. We're going to do whatever we want.
9: That's right. And then he reached out to the attorney general's office who sent him a copy of his deed and that mysterious plat that is not recorded that I can find. The mysterious plat. And I've asked, where did it come from? I've asked
2: everybody. Well, it should so be no answer. It's either well, if it's it's either at the Grant County Courthouse or it doesn't exist. I don't think it exists. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but why is the Attorney uh, General's office seeming to side with the great, utility company? Great question.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. So the we'll keep you up. Continues. We'll keep you up on this. All right. We'll yeah, this kind of kind of
2: gets your f- your back up a little bit. Well, this, know, this l- is going back you know, to look.
1: I've been in a position like this guy has been in before. Uh, I lost my gig at a radio station, and what they were doing was illegal to fire me. And I came up uh, with them, and and I I said, uh, "Look, I'm going to fight this in court." And they said, "Go ahead. We got more lawyers mm-hmm. than you do. We that got more the, money. Yeah, than than you, that's yeah. exactly what they were yeah. telling me, yeah. and they were right. They yeah. did. It just so happened that I had a few friends in high places that yeah. decided to help me out and did some pro bono work for me." And I got some money out of it, which I should have, uh, but that pro bono work turned in that they made some other money somewhere else, and they made quite a bit off of it, and uh, I didn't make what I, I should have. I should have made pretty close to half a million dollars. I can tell you right now, I didn't make that much by a long shot. All right, got to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we've got more about Southern Arkansas right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Where's the Tylenol?
2: You know how many people I could apply what Chevy Chase said to?
1: Oh, in my lifetime? Yeah, I mean, a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can think of fifty right off the top of my head.
1: And without the edits?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like we said it down in Lonell County.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm just be honest with you. All right. So in the studio with me, I've got a couple of great people. I've got Jimmy Cavin who's here. He's every every Wednesday and also. Every Wednesday is uh, Susie Parker. She's part of the show now. Yeah, I'm loving this. This is like Muckraker Central right now. <laughs> That's exactly where we're at. All right, so Susie, you had some other stuff that uh, you've been digging around, and lo and behold, it's red clay you're finding.
6: That's it. Oh, am
9: I
1: on? There you go. There you are. There I, I am. Okay. Um,
9: yes. What else have I found? Well, I'll give a bus driver update out of my Yeah, favorite, what's, go- what's my going favorite... on? Are they
1: still living the kids on the side of the road? Well, you know, school's out. Well, that's true. <laughs>
9: school's out. Um, but um, I think they're still losing bus drivers in Sheridan. I mean, I do report on other towns besides why, why Sheridan. Are,
1: why are they losing the bus drivers? Is there pay. any reason? Oh, it's pay. It's how much how much they paying their bus drivers? $11 an hour something or something? Something like that. Okay.
9: But starting, I think you get 10000 12000 a year maybe. In Palm Bluff, they're offering 23000
1: If you've never, if, so, yeah, because if, if you've never driven a bus with a busload of kids, then don't don't say, well, $11, that's pretty good money. You've never driven a bus. Right, it's a part-time
9: you. job, and <laughs> you know, but um, I was told that they have lost more bus drivers, so they already were short. The school system was already short bus drivers, so we'll see come August
1: how many how
9: the, do they have? How many they have, and how that first day of school goes with hopefully no kids on the side of the road, but
2: we'll see. School mm-hmm. districts constantly struggle on on keeping bus drivers, but Sheridan is really so. Is there is there more to it than just the pay? Is there is there an administrative issue where people are going to look? I'm just not going. I'm not going to work or for these Or is it
1: people"? is it just? Um, Uh, how much you got to drive i mean that's a large area yeah
9: i think it's uh i think it's the pay it used to be um that if you were a bus driver you could take on other jobs at the school during the day like you know work in the cafeteria be a janitor but now they outsource a lot of that through Hmm. so so that stopped under um this former superintendent jared williams who you know i'm investigating because now he's in cleveland county and we're Paying for his house. That's right, in White County. So the bus driver thing, I think it is a large – that is a large district in that it straddles both Grant County and Saline County because it's got east end. So it almost goes into Little Rock. You know, it goes to the edge. Area-wise. Yes, and then it goes all the way down to Dallas County, to the edge of Cleveland County with Grapevine, beyond, and then Leola. Toward the west, which so, means
1: you start earlier. Uh huh. You end later.
9: Yes, and then you've got drivers who are being harassed by students, and then drivers who are being harassed by parents. Then they've got a, a uh, their tech uh, their text messaging system doesn't always work and doesn't let parents snuff. know that their kid did not get picked up. So it's just it's really just a complicated situation. Can of worms. Can yeah. of worms that I fell, fell into, but also. Nearby districts are luring drivers. Well, two things: either away. drivers are just like, I quit, I'm done. It's just not worth the money and the headache. Or they're jumping to like Pine Bluff is paying twenty thousand, twenty-three thousand dollars a year starting.
1: That's double.
9: That's double for uh, five hours, roughly a day. Um, so you know they've got comp, and that's right next door. So there's that. So it's a, it's a, it's a troubling situation for the school district in that for the kids and the parents who depend yeah. on um buses well, I'll, I'll
1: see if i can not get somebody on from the that takes care of the buses down there and talk to him about you know why do they think there's this problem
9: yes that would be dennis Emerson.
1: okay all right i'll see if we can't look if, it, if it's just that he needs drivers we'll be happy to talk to people uh talk to him on the air and maybe yeah. give him a little you know boost to get some people
9: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I don't mean to bash on them all the time. It's just an interesting – Grant County is just well, a very interesting – Well, we want to help them, too. Yes.
1: I mean, I'm, there's got to be a reason why they're having problems with this, so we'd like to talk can't, to can't about Can't teach it.
2: them if you can't get them
9: there. Well, you know, and the other thing was parents wanted to address – this will go right into your segment on freedom of information. Um, parents wanted to address the school board about this issue but they can't go and address it without getting a petition of 50 signatures oh here we go and then um but now they've opened up public comment again but only on agenda items so if buses aren't on the agenda parents can't speak and how but do you then, get it
1: on the agenda you got to go 50 signatures yes
9: and then they had that secret meeting with the activist Who talked about the buses? But the parents have never had a voice in this. In they have not had a voice
2: Mm -hmm. in this whole drama.
1: Yeah, he's not speaking for them.
2: No, you know, be it would be a really good lawsuit because here's the deal: school districts don't have to allow public comments at meetings, and that that should
1: be changed by the state legislature. I I agree with
2: that. I think every city council put quorum court and school board. Look, if you want the
1: parents to have a say in education. You're going to have to make the exactly. school boards let them have a say yes. in their kids' education. and
2: then when you when you do allow public comments, here's where the lawsuit could come in because once you once you say okay, we're going to open up an open public forum, okay, then first Amendment rights apply. Yes, And so you should be able to go up there and talk about anything you want, not just what's on the agenda. So because they made an open public forum, it should be a really interesting question for Joey McCutcheon or Robert. Uh, But I contend because they created that open public forum, they can't limit your speech. And so they can't limit it to agenda items. Does that make sense? Yes. And this would be actually a really good topic for Joey or Robert because a lot of school districts will do that, but they limit city councils and court courts will do that and say, hey, we're going to let you talk, but only on agenda items. Well, Little Rock – my school district, Conway, they allow open public comments. Boom, you say whatever you want, North Little Rock does. But in, in Little Rock's city director's meetings, in public comments, you can get up there and talk about whatever you want, yeah. and, and, which is the way it should be. So I, I think actually there is a lawsuit there. Probably. Um, I just want
9: to stand corrected on the hourly rate. It's actually right. about $20 an hour.
1: Okay, right um, now in Sheridan. Yes. Okay. But
9: but you know that's for five hours roughly a day. It's a part time gig.
1: About hundred dollars a day. Maybe.
2: Well, but, let's all talk, also talk about the fact when we say five hours, it's not five hours in a row. What you got to do is get up, go in the morning, yes, take kids to school, then, then you get out, and then you got to wait till the end of the mm-hmm. day, and then you. So it's 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 not just five. Right it's there. it's like
1: a, right. like a full time job. Yes. But it's really only part time.
2: Yeah, and then you have extracurricular <laughs> activities that you. Need buses for, yes. uh, uh, you know, yep. events and things like mm-hmm. that. So there's there's a lot more to it than people think. Plus, you know, $20 an hour is, is not enough for me to actually babysit disrespectful kids either. Right. I think that's where some
9: of this is <laughs> I mean, coming in. And I, I also want to say that Sheridan did allow public input until – december 2022 then it was taken away but now i'm told they've brought it back so
2: but is it with that stipulation uh, the agenda i think yes. See, that's right and you know cabot does a similar actually cabot you have to and, submit in writing what you want to say and then tony thurman the superintendent approves mm-hmm. it and I'm, I'm i've said for a long time and when they're ripe for a lawsuit it's just a matter of somebody right. filing well
9: so and it got taken away under a new administration just to clear it up a new superintendent came in last fall but um and it is only on agenda items that's correct yeah so i think um i just think that parents parents are the ones that deal with the kids i mean they would be the ones that if the kid had a discipline problem they would have it's their kid i just think parents should have a voice in this in the school whether it's about buses or whatever
1: and let me just say if a kid is acting up on the bus and uh at that point, then the the bus, the guy that's ahead of the bus, the bus czar or whoever he's called, should have a meeting with that parent about that child. And if they can't come to an agreement, that's when the school board gets involved.
2: Well, and the administrators the have the, the, the right to say, hey, you know, you can't ride the bus anymore because of your But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Uh,
1: that person needs to be. Remove from the bus,
2: and there needs. And we live in a day age. There's no reason not to. There needs to be cameras on every bus and GPS on every bus, and, and then that that takes care of that. Well, did Johnny really do this? Well, yeah. Here's the video of Johnny doing it.
9: Yes, and so many cameras on buses do not
2: work. Yes, there's you, that, That's there's, right. They have yeah. them.
9: They have spent the money to buy them, yeah. but they don't work. Um, but I, I know I sound like a broken record about that secret meeting, but it really does kind of burn me up that two school board members met with this so-called activist. Have, have you thought about following?
2: Yes, suit? I have. Yeah, cuz that from what you described in the records that I've seen, it's open and shut case. Yes. And you know. uh yeah.
1: But it is a judge here in Arkansas.
2: Well, that's <laughs> one thing I would <laughs> say. Sorry. No, I, I agree. I,
1: I think that I see things that are open and shut and these people well, come well, up; they pull, very, make things out of whole cloth.
9: Well, I'm very much the uh, my friends. I drive my friends crazy, but I'm very much about right is right, wrong is wrong, absolutely black and white. Really, not very many shades. I'm of gray right of with any. you on that. And so, you know, yes, it does seem like it would be open and shut.
2: But I, I, I agree. <laughs> and there's, there's home court cooking in, in judicial systems. We all see it. I mean, it, in the that's it's right. Part you want
1: something for the left. Make sure you get it heard in Pulaski County. That
2: is – well, I can tell you – well, here's another thing. With FOIA, you, if you can get it heard in Pulaski County, the judges in Pulaski County lean towards For you more than they do towards government agents. Yeah. And I think it's because they want to prove their power. They want to look at Frank Scott and these other people and go, well, you know what, you may be the mayor, you may be the government agents here, but this is my court, and I'm the judge, and they like that. They get they really do get into a God complex. And Judge Fox is one of them when he changes constitutional law just because he, he doesn't agree with it. Right? Yeah,
1: because he's king. What yeah. can I say? So. All right, we gotta take a break. Uh let's do that, then we'll come back. We're gonna continue. There's other things going on. This is this is the stuff that I want you to be uh you know, aware of for the simple reason be you can have a direct impact in changing what you're hearing about today. If this was something dealing nationally, four votes in the House, two in the Senate. Yeah. That's what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, And and you say you write him a letter and say you want to, you know, you want to sit in front of the Judiciary Committee and see where that gets you.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it won't be very, might even get, you know, I won't even get you a cup of coffee. All right. Let me, let me remind you about uh, Pat Davis and uh, your health plan that you have, your health insurance. Look, you can have the best health insurance plan you want, but if you've got a deductible that's 3000 $5,000, you don't even scratch that health plan until you spend that amount of money. And that's a considerable amount of money before you get to use your health insurance. So what you want is you want a health plan, That doesn't cost a lot, that has a low deductible and doesn't have any copays. I can direct you to a place that can do that for you, and that's Pat Davis, and uh, your health plan man. uh, You know, health plans—they can do that. They're going to save you thirty to fifty percent on your health premium right off the bat. Think about that. What's your health premium? Is it um, you got a family of of, uh, of four? Let's say you got you, your wife. And two kids. And it's costing you maybe, oh, $2,200 a month to have a decent health plan. So if they can save you 50%, that's 1100 bucks a month. Multiply that by 12. That's saving you some major money right there. Plus, no more, no more co-pays. They don't do co-pays. In fact, you'll get checks back from your doctor for going to see the doctor. So we can add those in, and on top of all of that, they'll reduce your deductible as well. You're going to save thousands of dollars over the course of a year, and that's the way you've got to look at uh, insurance because you're spending multiple thousands of dollars over the year that you don't have to. If you've got a small business and you're wanting to give health insurance to your workers, they can save you tens of thousands of dollars. They're going to give you the opportunity to take back control of your health care decisions and the related costs. What you have to do is call or text them. 1-501-605-6935. That's 1-501-605-6935. Or visit them online. Your Health Plan Man. That's one word. Your Health Plan Man dot com. Now go out. Save yourself some money starting today. Dave Ellswick Show, Jimmy Cavins there, and Susie Parker is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're, they're right across the desk from me, just to let you know. I've had questions. Cameras, Dave, when's the cameras coming back? I hope to see them back working by next week.
7: Pretty I exciting. know that they're
1: supposed to start yeah. on them today, all right? I haven't seen the, the uh, engineer in yet. But that may be because my show's on the air right now, and he knows that if he came in here and started hacking around with cameras and stuff, I'd be saying, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. You know, I, I'd be asking questions like that. You know, and not nice. I can't
2: wait for people to see the studio again. Dave's studio is cool. I mean, we got the alligator head there. We got the possum. We got the cutouts. We got the flags. I mean, we got all kind of stuff going on.
1: You got a lot of stuff. The the flags in back of me that you remember seeing Uh, i got a ukrainian flag i've got a a jewish flag i got an american flag behind me those are going to be moved in other areas of the studio uh, because in back of me from what i understand they're going to put a 65 inch flat screen tv behind me so there's a lot of wild stuff going going on and then we'll be able to tell you if you want to do some advertising you know placement ads or whatever we can do that with you as well
9: very sci-fi
1: yeah well i have
9: to wear really... my
2: princess leia bun you got to do person. that
1: <laughs> absolutely i love have you ever seen her picture with her princess leia bun she looks like carrie fisher i've,
2: I've seen pictures of Susie with different things and everything and uh,
1: i have very photogenic now look i haven't, no, well, I haven't I. been <laughs> able to get her into the outfit
9: I'll don it one day and come
1: from the from the the, the <laughs> movie, you know that uh, Hans get put gets put into that solid state or whatever. What, what, what was oh. it? Oh, Jabba the Hut uh, outfit.
9: Oh yeah, no, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you meant like the, the no. From I'm New not Hope. talking
1: about the white one. I'm talking <laughs> about the... the Jabba the Hut. No. <laughs> You're talking about when she's
2: sitting in front of the
1: <laughs> job she's of the hood? Well, she's sitting in the 21st century uh, bikini. Yeah,
2: yeah where, And then Fisher. she later yeah. kills him.
9: Yes. I mean, just saying. Yeah. You
1: know. that means no, that, that will not that happen. That will not happen because I don't want to die. I've got
9: the <laughs> New Hope costume and the Hoth costume. i got the, the wig. I've
1: been trying to explain to people about. you got the, the witch's hat.
2: Is that a witch's hat in that one, or what is it?
9: I may have a witch hat on. Yeah. What is I have it a to? cowboy right now, but now, now that's A.I., <laughs> Yeah. I do dress up like literally like Princess Leia. Yeah, she does. I, I really She's do. She's got
1: the cinnamon buns that I go on the, the, s- yes. the side of. Oh, no, I headline. believe you. I'll, I'll, I believe you. She looks exactly of course, like her.
9: I couldn't do that with the, the headphones. That's
1: that's all right. We'd figure out a way of doing oh, yeah,
9: it. Yeah, you can figure out a way. With it.
1: <laughs> we can make yeah. the the the, the, he- the buns be headphones. D-
2: that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. That can be that can be done that way. Yeah.
2: I'm just saying when we have those things, you say, <laughs> "Hey, would the Star Wars thing dress up as Star Wars." I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm just, I, what? I mean, you could be, like, be Jabba. You can be Jabba the Hutt. You're just lucky I'm wearing sleeves. Okay. You're just lucky I'm wearing sleeves.
1: Or the little guy that's next to Jabba the Hutt.
2: Hey, I, hey, don't say. Hey. I like, I like our Jabba e- the Are Ewok?
1: Or, you know? Yeah, he could be an Ewok. That'd I, be cool. You're I, kind I, of a big teddy bear.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care. You can call me what. You know, I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> snowflake. Right. I mean, just yeah. it's, it's, it's. I don't mind. You know, Compare them to John's This is the out. way I've
1: been trying to explain people asking about now. Dave. Yeah. You, really oh liked, yeah, I'm just you really yeah. like the new uh you know Harrison Ford movie and the, the, the send off of Indiana Jones. And I said, here's what this new Indiana Jones style of destiny is like. It's like what they did with Star Wars. All right? You had New Hope. That was the first movie. Then you had the the prequels they did those, all right. Then they came back and they relaunched it and really all they did was do, you know, a new hope a little bit differently. Well that's what they've done this time with Indiana Jones. Just know that there's a lot of scenes that you'll see in the new Indiana Jones movie that are directly ripped out of other Indiana Jones movies. I loved it though. I had a I great time. Seen it. I've had a great time seeing it and uh you know I mean Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Come on now. I like what he told the stunt supervisor. Get those people away from me. I can ride a freaking horse. <laughs> and he had like four people around him to make sure he didn't fall off and he, he told them to get away. He's kind of like he's like a, 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 a you know the the, the 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 really the guy that sits up in the balcony in the Muffet's movie and 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 gives yeah. crap to everybody that's on stage. Uh but he looks like uh, Tom Cruise. You know... You know what I'm saying? i got to say this real quick, because
2: you, you're a movie guy and you talk about movies, but it just hit me the way you you talk about movies and critique them and everything. But when you... And, you really need to do more segments on movies with Chris Corbett, because when you and him start talking about movies together, it's it's really entertaining to No, that's to because he to. wants
1: to ask questions, which is fine. I don't have any problem. I'll answer all the questions he wants me to. Yeah. I watch... An inordinate amount of movies, I really do. Yeah, I know that. She, I know that. You know, yeah. Chris is well, like yeah.
2: that. I mean, and, uh, when you, whenever you guys are in here talking about movies, it's pretty entertaining. And why?
1: Why do I always? Because, because culture is upstream from politics. Yep. Yes. That's what I. I mean, my my buddy, all right, Breitbart used mm. to say that all the
2: time. Mm. And uh, and Chris Corbin's an upstream guy, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's great.
1: He loves movies. He's
2: funny, man. And I turn him that on. That guy's I
1: turn him on the movies, and he'll go, he'll go watch a movie that he hasn't seen before. He goes, God, that was great. And I said, I wouldn't have told you to watch it if it wasn't great.
9: So I have some breaking news.
1: Okay, what do you got?
9: Well, the power was out earlier in Sheridan. Case in point, the grid situation, not enough power.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll get uh, get some. Uh, Some uh, information to you in just a moment. We're back for the last uh, half hour of the show. Susie Parker here. I want want to go back to Susie because she had one more thing she wanted to add in.
9: Yeah, just about school boards. You know, I know a lot of school boards don't or school administrators don't like to answer the freedom of information requests. But schools could avoid a lot of drama with reporters and the public and parents um, if they would just live stream their work sessions and their boards board meetings because I'm under the philosophy that if you can uh, live stream sports, you should be able to live stream school board meetings. So there's no real excuse for that. And one reason is because school boards have gotten with when you FOIA, the you've got to get the audio recordings. They can only save those for a year. Um, But the minutes are so vague. And I'm just going to read one here from, you know, my favorite school board, Sheridan, Um, like proposal for sale of property motion made by Gart Pitts to authorize Superintendent Williams to proceed with sale of property as presented, seconded by Jeff Lisenby. Okay, property, is that desk? Is it you know, school, uh, cars? Um, no, I've actually discovered that it's land, which is an interesting thing in itself, but that being said, school board mem- you almost have to de- decipher the school board minutes that, if you would. You know, if they were live streaming, you would you could if you couldn't go to the meeting, you could just pop onto Facebook or YouTube, watch it, and then they would discuss it. But if you get the minutes, you've got to decipher. Then you've got to FOIA and say what property and on and on and on. Minutes. So that goes right into.
2: Some school districts do a good job with minutes. Other school districts do a horrible yes. job with minutes. But yeah, as it's, it's, as far as FOIA go. It, You know, there's been a a hot topic is Attorney General Tim Griffin's uh, formation of a of a FOIA group because he wants to modernize FOIA, which that's that's not the case. What we saw in the state legislature is that State Representative David Ray, uh, State Senator uh, Brand Davis, Russellville put forth a bill that would basically destroy for you as we know it and it was supported by attorney general tim griffin in fact when david ray presented the bill to committee he had uh tim griffin said his staff to present it with david ray and basically tim Griffin's staff presented it and gave the reason why so i thought what we need to take a look at is because it's been such a hot topic tim griffin is written letters to the Arkansas Business Editor. He did one over the weekend uh, to the ADG. Uh, He's been on uh, uh, Capital View trying to defend his group that he formed uh, to look at transparency, trying to defend them not being transparent. So let's, let's look at the end game of what the AG wants to accomplish and what Ray and Davis want to accomplish.
1: This was the piece of legislation that ran in the last legislative session and was defeated in committee.
2: Yes, and it was a dogfight to get it going, to get it uh, defeated. But give you an example, uh, attorney communications, They what they want to see is, let's give you an example, school districts. Uh, and we talked about Beckett, Billingsley, and Keys Law Firm. I hear a lot, right? Okay, what they want to do is make exempt that, any communications or anything to do with the attorneys for a school district or a city or a court court are exempt from, from public being able to see it. And their defense was in the committee meeting, I remember it like yesterday, they said, well, it's like attorney-client privilege. For and they made the case, like, if you, Dave, if you hire an attorney, you've got attorney-client privilege mm-hmm. from them. Well, the, here's the problem with that, though. We hired the attorney. The taxpayers hired the attorney. And so the and so the taxpayers are paying for it, so we should see that. Like I'll give you an example. So in that
1: case, I'm I'm open to talk to my lawyer about anything, as far as that goes. So if they're law if they've got a lawyer who's uh, talking to the uh, the school board, if we're paying for it, we should know what that conversation is.
2: Sure, I'll give you an example. You had the deal at the school board meeting where the attorneys came down and met with them about training, right? Well, under this law, they wouldn't have to do that in public, and all that would be exempt. I'll give you another thing. We talk about all the billing from attorneys that the taxpayer pays, right? Yes. All right. And, um, Dave, you and I have done shows where we've talked about detailed billing from Beckett Billings mm-hmm. Link. he's the school yep. district. All right, if, if Tim Griffin and Ray have their way, I can't get those invoices. Right. They're exempt. We can't see what the attorney And I don't charges.
1: understand why that is. Why is why it that they don't want those to be uh, made? I mean, again, we've got to go back to who's paying for the lawyer, and yeah. it's being paid for by the taxpayers. That's right. They, they have money. every right in the world to know what, how much of their money is being spent on the lawyers.
2: You just said the key thing, though. It's not, the, it's not just what they're trying to do. I'm still trying to get that answer as to why you want this. Give, give me please explain to me why you think that the taxpayers should not be able to see these records. That they would be hidden from us. Give me your reasoning for right. that. And uh as it goes further to uh that's just one example, Bill. Another example is is they say, okay, on voluminous information on on uh uh records that if it takes now here's where it comes up to interpretation robert steinbeck did a brilliant job in that committee meeting addressing this because it's pretty it said and it sounds when you think about it, it says okay if it takes more than eight hours to gather information for a request then you have to pay the 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 salary the
1: person who's doing right. it
2: and and so there's two things about that it says eight hours and then it says in the, in the in the rate of pay will be determined Basically, by the entity supplying it. So when I FOI something from Cabot School District and they turn it over to Beckett Billingsley, and Keith says, "Hey, will you reply for us on this request?" That's two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ridiculous. And the eight hour thing is they say, "Okay, on a voluminous request, it's going to take more than eight hours. So every bit of time after eight hours, you pay for." It. Well, who determines that? Which was a brilliant point Robert brought up in committee. Okay, who determines that? So you want me to trust that you're going to determine the people that are, don't want to give me the information are going to say information that would take an hour. You now you're going to say it takes eight hours.
1: Okay, yeah. but I got to ask this question: If you've got people that are being paid by the taxpayers to do a job uh, for the school board, and they're they're there, and they're say part of your get your deal is to answer these FOIA requests, then why should I be double-dipped on? Exactly. That's a double-dip. Yeah. I mean, look, I've already paid in my taxes. Yeah. I shouldn't be charged, uh, to, you know, because we're asking them to give us the information. Now, I understand your argument as far as there's some people who misuse uh, FOIA and and they get a whole, they want tons and tons of information, all right? And then they don 't pick it up, or whatever. my suggestion write something within the law that says if you don 't pick it up, you don 't get to use FOIA any longer
2: well there's ways to there's ways to try to look at abuse besides taking we've talked about it you 've made the gun comparison besides taking our rights away No. and and so it 's a situation where yes you are doubling them because we 've already paid for it the information belongs to us, but in your situation. They they try to make that an argument that people make for your requests and then don't pick them up. Well, the reality is very seldom is it done in paper form because mm-hmm. they can charge you for copies then. Everything is done electronically. All the most – 98% of the requests are requested yeah. electronically every, via Yeah, everyone that via I've email. ever had
1: yeah. comes back to me as an email.
2: Yeah. And so – but they try to make it sound like that that's an argument. Well, people order it and they don't pick it up. Well, that's not. That's not well, even close to be an argument because that's not the reality.
9: I was told yesterday that, from a school board to somebody at a school administration person, that they uh, that my FOIA's were were overwhelming and that they had to go to quote the dungeon to get these paper documents. And I'm like, well, that's you get your, paid to do your that. job, right? Yeah. I mean, that is you know. And the other thing is going to school boards, uh, going to schools you know they have state required information supposedly on their website i have found i don't know how many schools lately that has not updated that information since before the pandemic before 2019 after that like in 2020 i guess they just said oh well forget about this state required information and then you have to FOIA all of this stuff if you're looking at an issue in a school district because it is not the minutes aren't on the school website the the rules and regulations well,
1: see, and that's the case why isn't everybody everything put that's foilable online why isn't it just online and I'll go get it all right and, yes. and, and, and pursue it you don't have to do anything that's yet. right
9: if it needs to be redacted they can pay Cody Keys one time to redact it put it out there. You know, like the National Archives sometimes do well, they, on stuff. You know, just put it. But they haven't even updated the basic. Not, I'm, I'm talking about many what school boards. Supposed to yes, be doing. state required information, and I guess the state's not going in and making these schools do it, and then therefore, you know, people like us have to go FOIA it. So somebody's not doing their job somewhere before we ever get involved in it.
1: And the other reason <laughs> that uh, we go in FOIA is because. You won't share the information that's supposed to be available to us.
2: Well, you don't no. want us to know because what he, I, I when I testified in front of committee last deal, I went through a long list of what we would have never known without FOI, and it's things we talk about on this show all the time. Sure, we wouldn't. You know, the teachers came to me and said, "Hey, they're they're promoting critical race there at North Rock School District, Jimmy." And here's I was at it. Okay. all right. Well, under 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 what Tim Griffin and David Ray want and Brand Davis want, I would have had to pay an extreme, a large amount of money to get that presentation that I got to present to people, right? So we wouldn't... Well, I can't afford it. That
1: we shared on the air. Here. Right. Okay. So I,
2: can't, I couldn't afford to pay for it. And so what they want to do, it's a way for them to keep public from getting the information to report. And... I, I liken that Tim Griffin is constantly talking about this ransomware deal in the Little Rock School District, and that's what he's saying. And that's
1: understandable, yeah. all right, that they're talking about, but it's already been dealt with.
2: It's already been dealt with, but I find it ironic that he's talking about a a, a ransomware where they were holding Little Rock School District uh, information ransom, and the Little Rock School District paid that ransom. But they want to hold information ransom to the public. You want me to, you want to hold that information for ransom and me pay for it or I can't have it. Well, it's a, it's a way of saying, what it's a way of doing is hiding the information because they're going, no way the average person's just going to shell out several thousand dollars on FOI requests or anything like that. So we'll put that law in there and that, and that will deter them from asking for information we don't want them to have.
9: It's all about deterring, deterring. Yeah. All right.
0: Yep.